<laughs> all right all right welcome back i don't know when this is going to be posted uh i don't know if i'm going to do another solo podcast before i post this one but this is basically in the in the terms of the chronological timeline back to back i haven't talked to anybody else i've scheduled a few um but no this is the first person i've talked to since the last podcast so here she is a host of her own podcast let's be friends podcast welcome back kara how are you doing today I'm doing great, Float. Thank you for hosting me. I'm excited to spark up with you again. I have a J in my hand and a lighter in the other, so I'm ready to go. Well, it's on you. I'll, I'll just start talking confession. I had to smoke before, just just before. That's why I was trying to like, let's postpone it a little bit. I want to. I like to smoke and get a, sh- a shower and brush my teeth before I do these things, especially the, sh- the brushing the teeth. I feel like I got to have a clean mouth when I'm going to speak as much as possible. So yeah, I need to thank. Thanks for accommodating a little bit of a a delay there, but okay. uh, I, I had to smoke. I had to smoke outdoors. So I didn't want to s- sit outside like the last podcast and just melt here in the, <laughs> in, in the Florida humidity. Yeah. So I decided to just smoke right before uh, well, we well, got on. So, confession, so right- confession here. I, I smoked before too. So okay, good. Double spark. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm not going to probably get up and spark in the middle and take this thing outside. Maybe I will. I don't know. I like the way the last one kind of sounded with the airplanes go- going overhead. So a lot of people liked that last podcast, um, very personal. And uh, I saw you got a lot of feedback on your end. I did a lot of feedback. People loved how much you opened up. And I feel like you opening up allows other people to open up and then like talk about their own experiences and things they felt too. Oh, and like lots of people are like, oh, Float's voice is so sexy. I just, you need to know that. You need to know that the, the ladies are saying that for sure. Well, thanks. As I've d- done this podcast, it's been an ongoing uh, revelation, but it's nice to hear it magnified <laughs> at a greater level. But uh, yeah, I'm already stoned, so I don't, I don't, I don't have any notes. I've just got to wing it. Now, I know actually you have. I have some questions. Questions. Yeah, yeah. let's just let's just, let's just, let's just drop in some questions, and that'll take us all kinds of places. This is a question that I love that came through. It's who is your dream booth pass? Wow. Yeah. Are you, are you giving credit to people who ask questions? Do you do that? No, I didn't write the names on them. Okay. <laughs> I, I could come back retroactively. That's fine. They they, they know who they are, whoever that is. Yeah. Yeah. There's one question that you'll know who it is. But yeah. Who's your dream booth pass? Oh, living I, or dead? Oh, I want both. Tell me both. Okay. Living. Who is alive that I would love to be sitting in a room passing the booth back and forth with? God, that is a tough question there. Alive. Who would it be? Do you, do you have an answer? Tom York. Really? Yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? It's just like Radiohead's my favorite band. Their music touches my heart in a way that I, I can't put words to. Um, and I've had multiple repetitive dreams where I am at a fancy restaurant in like London or something where it just doesn't look like somewhere I'd want to eat at all. You have to have a, like a member, like a coat, you know, like kind of in Ferris Bueller is where they are in Chicago. And Tom and I both had to put the coats on uh, from the restaurant because neither of us looked nice enough. And we're sitting on this like round table. I'm seeing it in my mind with a tan cloth and we're leaning over and he's saying something to me every fucking time. He's whispering something to me and I never used to know what he was saying. Pretty certain I know now, but that's who I'd want to smoke with hands down alive. Wow. You know, it's it's a dream pass. So probably do they have to smoke weed is the next question. So if we're confining, <laughs> if we're confining that within the people that I know that smoke weed, it would probably be, I've got a top, maybe a few, probably Kanye would be at the top because it's just, 
you know, how cool would that be? It's Kanye yeah. West. I'm a big, I'm a big fan, but also the raw guy, the guy that makes the raw papers, he actually, oh. he actually has a really interesting Instagram account and it's, it's rock and roll is his name. That's I'm gonna check, I'm sm- I mean, that's the only papers I buy. So he's, yeah, talk, I know, he, yeah. he's always giving you tips and stuff. So in terms of like who would have the coolest stuff and give you the best tips and tricks, he'd have all kinds of things and stories and toys and gadgets. But yeah, Kanye is probably the celebrity booth pass. Let's see. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to feel about Elon Musk because a, a lot yeah. of people say he's a psyop and I, I don't want to believe it. But the more I look into it, I'm like, well, yeah, he's probably just like anything else out there. Yeah. You know, he was in Austin recently where I live for some some like Dave Chappelle comedy show down the road at the Paramount. Some of my friends um, met up with him. I don't know. I just have friends who kind of circle in interesting groups. And I just remember thinking, man, I was I could have like possibly have been there. And if I had been there, I would have just jumped right fucking in with Elon and just asked him everything I wanted to know, just bluntly right there, you know? Yeah. You know, you, you, you'd think you'd say that to some of these people, but would you really when you yes, like, were in there? <laughs> dude, I used to work as a phot- uh, celebrity photographer, like a photographer, and I photographed a lot of like famous. I would say I say the most random things to people. I'm that person who says that thing that I just want to know. Yeah. Or (laughs) anyway, yeah. Other other dream booth passes would be Donald Trump. Yeah. Hillary, actually. (laughs) I don't think either one of them smoke weed, but uh, if you know, we're we're just assuming they would, and it's a dream pass. And then who else? Oh, Joe Rogan would be on the list, of course, because he, in a lot of ways, he's responsible for a lot of the stuff I do online, and a lot of the people I encounter that do floating. are inspired by Joe Rogan. The, the people that built the float center, the ones that we're at now that we took over, were inspired by Joe Rogan. I'd say 60, 70, maybe more than that percent of the modern float centers were inspired by Joe Rogan. He's always smoking wow. me on his podcast. You know, he's a podcaster. You know, he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's inspired floating and podcasting. Two things we're basically talking about right. today and doing. So he'd be on the list. So there'd be a few, but at the top of the list, I don't know. Now, dead. Dead's a different question. Yeah, let's talk dead. Uh, Tesla. That would be cool. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he smokes weed. So let's see if there's anybody in the (laughs) historically. Historically, there's not a lot of, you know, off the top of your head, a lot of weed smokers when you think of it. Uh, Bob Marley. Bob Marley's dead. Well, I mean, if we're talking like John Lennon, Bob Marley, people like that. But I'm talking 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. smoke weed with Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's a great one. That's a really good one. I think that that would be mine. Actually, I would I would love to do that. I think he would be really cool to smoke weed with, too. I mean, he hung out with everybody, right? Right. So, stories. You, you know, I uh, that, that was a great question. So whoever asked that one, um, probably. Snoop Dogg would probably be on there, too. Oh, so, oh OK. I'm so glad you said this because when I did was a photographer, I was at South by Southwest once and there's a carpet and Snoop came by and we made eye contact and I instant, this is what I did. I took my hand to my mouth. Like I was hitting an air joint. I hit it hard. He saw me and I passed it to him. I mean, we were like 15 feet apart. He grabbed it in the air. He hit it and he passed it back and I got a fucking photo of it. So I've done an air joint with Snoop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's see. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, the typical Cheech and Chong, Mm -hmm. um, Seth Rogen, um, who else? I would love to smoke with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, 
He'd yeah, be on the, maybe he, old old Chappelle before he got all beefed up and shifted somehow. I don't know. Like, uh, do you like old carrot? Do, do, do you know Carrot Top? He's actually from oh. my home. He's from my hometown, and he used to be skinny, and now he's like super buff. Yeah, same same transition with him. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that's the transition I'm on next. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, you know, p- p- part of me with the whole bodybuilding and the weight stuff is I'm six foot five and I'm svelte. Oh, wow. uh-huh. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a character in that respect where, you know, I'm, I'm intimidating in a, in a little bit. But if I was six foot five and like 250, 300 pounds of chiseled muscle, like that. <laughs> Chisel- yeah, chiseled muscles, right? That's that would is. be. I would, my character would change. You know what I mean? I don't, I, you, you wouldn't be as goofy. I don't feel like I would be as goofy. And though my, my character, like who I am, wouldn't play, it would play differently. So part of me also has this belief that, and I don't know, it seems to work for me, but testosterone, there's a balance of testosterone uh, and estrogen that you can find. And this is all just me thinking about it. Nothing science at all. But mm-hmm. I feel like um, I have a very youthful appearance. I don't, push a lot of testosterone. I'm not sucking down estrogen either. I, I try to stay fit and have a, a certain look. I obviously could be a little bit more uh, muscular, but I feel like when you work out too much, like you're, you're like, you're, you're like a pair of shoes and I try to keep my shoes nice and clean. I don't wear them too much. I don't, 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 don't get too rough in them. But yeah, like a bodybuilder is like, you know, they're, they're wearing out their body fast by using it so much. I, that's just a theory I have. It could be. Complete, oh no, totally. And like complete. go ahead. No, marathoners kind of too. I feel like they're wearing out their bodies and not in the same like chiseling way like that, but like in an exercise physical way. So, yeah. So I, I, I always had this thought in the back of my head that's like, okay, if I really start working out and pumping iron, I'm going to go bald and, <laughs> and I'm going to start immediately gonna, first. Thought, I'm going to go bald. I'm going to start aging. I'm not going to do that yet. Well, no, I have a fabulous head of hair and why would I, I know wanna... you do. And you so, got a haircut, didn't you? Yeah, that's my hero. That's like my superhero skills. I know when men have had a haircut, I just can tell. I knew I almost said something to you in your stories like nice haircut. But I was like, oh, this might be a little too soon for me to be like calling telling them that I know. Yeah. Great haircut. Yeah. Thank you. She's (laughs) she's a great head of hair. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, you know, at this age, why (laughs) sacrifice? Why? 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 Sacrifice that head of hair for a chiseled body? Well, why? You know, why? Why take chances with the chemistry? Um, because I see people that go on extreme diets or they start working out, they do something to their body differently and their body for whatever reason can't handle it, or it just goes in the opposite direction. Like people who do veganism wrong, they end up looking really bad too. Mm. Um, mm. don't know what they're doing. Uh, you know, n- nutritional deficiencies. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, next question, the great question with the, yeah, well, there's passing. a part, there's, there's a part two to that. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's who wouldn't you take the booth from I, the first time I ever saw what a booth was, by the way, was um, on your page. Cause I, your humor, I love your humor so much. I could go on and on about how spot on your humor is with my humor. I just like, I feel like you speak to me, but anyways, this is Barry Barry. What is it? Barry Satoro, Barack Obama's real name. What is it? Yeah. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. was would you pass the, accept the booth from, and it was such a fun, it made me laugh so hard. Cause I just woken up and I just realized who Barry really, what, what his really name, his real name was and all that. And so that was a, I, that was one that really made me think, I was like, would I accept the booth for him? So who wouldn't you accept the booth from? God, um, <laughs> I would, I would accept it from Barry Sotero, uh, Barack Obama. I, you know, as much as I think they are what I think they are, yeah, uh, they're still 
you know, if, if they are people, let's just assume they're people like me and you. They're not reptiles inside a suit. <laughs> right, right. Just maybe they were abused, all right? Like, that's the thing. If you get into the the satanic stuff and the elite pedophilia, the satanic stuff, a lot of this stuff happens when they're a child. They're, they, the, the children are abused on purpose, and they're brought up in it. And, you know, they continue this cycle of psychopathy and, and abuse and torture. And it's just, it's, it's just passed down the bloodline. So, like... If you're born into it, you don't have a choice. So in a way, I have compassion for people like perhaps Bush, Obama, Hillary, people that were in these elitist sex cults as children and now are the leaders of the of the world, of the, the ruling class, the Illuminati. So um, I probably wouldn't I wouldn't put I probably wouldn't take it from Hitler, um, <laughs> St- Stalin. Yeah. Mao. Um, John Johnson, Nixon. I take it from I I take the boot from Kennedy, um, you know. But from from Kennedy on, you've got the cabal, yeah. George H W Bush, CIA, uh, you know, all this stuff, Vietnam, all these wars of attrition, and uh, global, you know, America's a a colonizer still with the military yeah. there's bases all over the world yeah. so you went from the british empire and ruling with the oceans and the boats and you know whoever controls the the seas at the time controlled the world and then now whoever controls the you know at a, at a point it was air whoever controlled the air air superiority which was us with our airplanes and missiles and now perhaps it's china with uh space domination who knows you know who yeah. knows who yeah. actually who knows if space is even real that's I, another I, yeah we definitely need to talk about that yeah for sure but no, I probably wouldn't as much as, you know, even Hitler is probably somebody who was abused or, yeah, I yeah. mean, he didn't, he didn't no. get accepted to art school. I mean, what a way to take it what? out on the world. But. <laughs> God. Okay. No, I love what you're saying though, because I, I would accept from Barack too. I would, from Barry, I would take the booth with him. And honestly, like what you're saying about being able to see beyond like how these people were abused, like, um, you know, like I was in my life, like I was sexually abused by my doctor as a child and I had to come to peace with that. And how I did was being able to see her and thinking, I'm sure she was abused. And then I was able to see, and I'm sure someone abused and it just goes on and on. And it, it's this trauma that's passed down for generations. And so eventually someone does that, that gets abused has, does have that compassion to say, I know my abuser was most likely abused and I'm going to have compassion for this situation. I'm going to shift from being angry or whatever that was, because we're the one that feels, you know, what's inside of us. And so I think that's so, I really want to just like, thank you for what you just said about being able to see beyond in people. That's powerful. And that's also, I feel leveling up to the next phase in the awakening. And, and that's, that's that fifth dimension vibration. Yeah. And it's really, it's really true. Try to see, you know, that's you, when you, do what you do, which is wake up and uh, kind of forgive. You end the the downward spiraling pain fractal that has been passed on generationally through unconsciousness. You were abused, they were abused, they pass it on, they pass it on, they pass it on. But you didn't. You don't pass it on through awakening and saying, "Oh, okay, this happened, and I, I'm aware of it." And, uh, and you know, as much as you can forgive the person that did it to you, you don't have to be friends with your abuser. No, but it's it's more about forgiving yourself most of the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no. Unless they're robotoids or aliens from another dimension, they're probably just like me and you. They were abused. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do have the the, the the vril implant behind their ear. Maybe there is some kind of dominating parasite that's uh, reptilian. Maybe it gets a hold of the reptilian part of the brain. I don't know, but 
they are at the end of the day. Um, maybe they do have shape shifting technology, though. You ever see the news reports where uh-huh. the back the, yeah. the, the, ba- the background is totally the same and it doesn't move, but only the person's. It's like uh, a scanner darkly. Look, okay, only the, <laughs> yeah. only their head has the you know phase shifting distortion. You know, yes, yeah, Scott, the, the, selected by extraterrestrials, who I know you guys are going to be recording soon too. Um, he has this on his highlights. Uh, on, if anybody wants to see this uh, highlight of on famous reptilians or some of your shapeshifters, and he has video the videos that people have caught of them doing just what you're saying. Yeah, so I mean, who knows? I see that on TV, and I'm like, well, that's I'm seeing that with my own two eyes. And do they want us to see yeah, that, or yeah, is that yeah, just yeah, a see, mistake? That's my own two eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, but then then I see stuff like. Like I saw Elon's rockets for the first time land backwards with my own two eyes on the beach, probably about t- 10 miles from where it was happening. Wait, wait, what? Tell like, me this. For example, for example, sometimes you'll see stuff on TV like the uh-huh. Elon's, Elon's car in space, right? Or uh, the rockets landing backwards. Now, see, I live on the Space Coast. A couple of years ago when he was doing all these rocket tests and landing these things backwards, I was there like on that day, that big day where he was landing them all. Like, I think he landed two on the on the beach or whatever, on the launching pad. It was like a big deal. And uh, everybody was like, bro, if you weren't there, I wouldn't believe it was even real. He's like, that He's like that shit looks so fake on TV. I go, trust me. Unless it was a Project Blue Beam hologram to fool us there on the beach. I saw it with my own two eyes. I felt the the rockets and all wow. that stuff. Wow. So that's yeah. the thing. Like, you, have to, you, yeah. you do have to witness things with your own two eyes. And then... You know, because the thing is, if you're seeing something on a camera, uh, via a camera on a TV, where's that lens focus? What, you know, are they getting the entire picture there? Are they just focusing on, you know, I'm sure people have seen the meme. It's like, it's like they're focusing on like the shadow of something actually happening. But when you scan back, it's actually something, the shadow's all distorted. It's actually right. something that's, that's the real thing. That's allegory of right. the cave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway. What what was the question? Um, who wouldn't you? Pass? I think it was who. Oh yeah, you pass the, all the all the all the global elitists, basically, yeah. Past yeah. The president, <laughs> all the dictators, and the uh-huh. you know at the top of the food chain, demon infested psychopaths. Demon, yes. Okay, this kind of leads into the next question. It was someone asked, "Do you still feel like a parasite is hijacking your food choices, or parasites are hijacking your food choices?" Did yeah, this, and, yeah. Until, until I. Um, go and do combo or something or do a really intense cleaning. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's going to persist there unless, you know, you starve it out through fasting or I could probably drink my urine. Nick Caputo says it's a really quick method to mm. parasite control. The combo will, uh, I, I've heard stories where, you know, the combo is the frog medicine, the, mm-hmm. the poison they excrete and they stab you with uh, mm-hmm. a little, a little hot poker on your arm. Yeah. But, you, you, you'll uh you'll, you'll vomit intensely um, you know I, the- I, I was supposed to do that i paid for it and everything i did ayahuasca in september um i read about this in my book and um i had signed up to do cambo the day after and um i didn't i because when i arrived at my ayahuasca ceremony like this girl had done cambo that morning and was just like not there like so i don't know if it was because she had just an ayahuasca and almost like candy flipped into cambo because you have to drink like i don't know like 10 gallons of water and then they burn you in this little pattern in the medicine and you're like vomiting like you said not just that they're shitting and just dire i mean it was they said it was just like the worst thing but everybody who did it of course afterwards felt you know you do feel amazing and it does really clean you out it's really powerful but 
I just like I, after the experience I had on ayahuasca, and I really seriously still felt the next morning, especially like I don't even know how I drove home that day because I drove an hour and a half home, and it was like I was still like experienced. I didn't, couldn't have done it, but yeah, cambo is is that's a great way to clean out parasites for sure. Right. So yeah, until somebody does the cleaning, yeah, I, I think you could either. You could have, you, <laughs> You could have candida, which is a fungal thing. Mm -hmm. You could have a parasite. And it, yeah, if you look at the, like something can get in there and hijack your, share your consciousness with you. And if it spreads long and far enough, you got a giant worm inside of you or, a uh, bunch of, uh, you know what I mean? But it's sharing, yeah, it's, it's yeah. sharing its consciousness with You're you. And my, it. and my whole, I was just like on acid having this thought. And my whole thought is like, wait a minute, if I'm using emotions to push my, I'm so sorry, if I'm using food to push my emotions down, what it, what if something is generating the emotions to be fed? <gasps> oh, whoa, profound, dude. Now you got me thinking like that. I'm going to think about this for weeks. Well, that's what they kind of thought you when you're sitting there on acid. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, But you're, you're inward focused, right? Yeah, and you're in still yeah. space. Because a lot of times if you're on acid, it's just the chaos of your mind. Uh, un, unintegrated, uncharted. Ooh. Un unknown for most people i've done now probably six or seven years of hardcore introspection with all different kinds of tools particularly the float tank lsd and psilocybin those are my uh three of choice mm -hmm. i haven't had access to peyote so i couldn't tell you uh, ayahuasca is more of an ordeal medicine just like combo mm -hmm. um yep. and i don't i i prefer non-ordeal medicines but there's something about the cleansing and I've always had, I felt I've had this deal with the mushroom. It's like, if I promise to be clean enough, you won't, you won't, I won't vomit. And to this day, I probably had a hundred plus mushroom trips, big and small. And I've never vomited once. Same here. Same here. Never, never so, vomited on mushrooms ever. Yeah. I feel like I've made a deal with the mushroom <laughs> and working with it. You made that deal lifetimes ago. I, I know guess. That I can tap in on myself, but I was like, I start when I started like realizing that I, I, you know, I tapped into this ability, which I believe we can all tap into our psychic abilities. And we can all see past lives. We can all do all of this magic. Um, but I saw, I wanted to know why I was so, why I went so far in mushrooms because I go deep. I know you go deep too. I really connect with you on that. Like I know how to, when I take them, there's something inside of me where I know what to do. Like I know when to be quiet. I know when to breathe. I know when to follow the feeling in my mind. I know what's going on with the waves that are coming through. I understand what it feels like before I'm about to leave the dimension or I'm about to ask her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I knew like, I was like, how do I know this? Like, cause I was, you know, when I first started doing mushrooms, I was like 19 years old. Like, how do I know how to do this? And it's cause I have done it. And I'm sure you have too. And plenty of past lives. In fact, I heard I had mastered it. Like I had gotten like really good with understanding the magic of mushrooms. And, and that's why I chose them to be a big, big part of my reawakening and remembering in this lifetime. Yeah. Mushrooms are definitely an extraterrestrial spore. Mm. From a, from another dimension or galaxy or something came through a portal from another galaxy into this dimension. Yes. Do you, t do you tell me more on? Let's talk. Where do you think they came from? What part of the galaxy? This is interesting me. Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to ask the mushroom about that. But it, anybody who is just getting into the mushroom, I'm sure there's lots of people here rolling their eyes. But here it comes, Terrence McKenna. Uh, <laughs> if you're, this is for the people because I know a lot of people that are listening to this that are like housewives and, you know, teenagers that haven't quite gotten into the Terrence McKenna stuff. 
uh, it's not just the the the, the eighteen year old to thirty five forty year old uh, meme marijuana mushroom enjoyer males only. There's lots of females. So Terrence McKenna, I think, is this perfect combination of he's a, he's a balanced guy in, in the the male and female aspects. Is he's a very feminine male. But he's obviously a male. He's not gay. He, uh, his wife is still alive, actually, or his ex-wife, um, Catherine. But anyway, Terrence McKenna has all these conversations with the mushrooms. He's a great philosopher and intellectual. He has hours and hours of, of talks of him talking for two or three hours on end about alchemy and the transcendental object at the end of time and the end of history and the mushroom speaks and all, everything you can imagine, all the psychedelics, all his experiences with them. And then he takes that with his background in ethnobotany and, and, and his brother's still alive too, Dennis McKenna. But Terrence McKenna, for anybody who wants to know about communication with the mushroom, should start there. Obviously, yeah. you could just sit with it and have your own experience with it. If your mind is quiet enough, the mushroom will speak to you. Yes. That is an, that's an absolute guarantee. Uh, so when I work with mushrooms, I know I don't really even have to, as long as I don't stuff them like a pig in five seconds, I can let, <laughs> I can let the person just have, the, have their way with the mushrooms and eat as much as they want and let their intuition guide them. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, the mushroom just takes over and it says, eat more or eat less. Yes. Yes. The mushroom guides you. It really does. You're right. The mushrooms will speak to you. It's all about quieting the mind. Like the most profound experiences I've had on mushrooms are literally sitting like in my backyard, just looking at a tree and just not moving, not thinking. And then all of a sudden, like the tree, every singer in my eyesight swirls and takes the shape of Buddha. It's so beautiful. And you just, you you know, you're, you're just, you are the tree, you are the air, you are everything. And in that you're telepathically like receiving all this wisdom and all these keys, I'm getting chills as I'm saying this right now, just from the universe. And it's all, you know, but Buddha f- found himself just sitting still, right? The world came, well, the world will come to you. Right. Yeah. No, that's the whole thing about floating, which is why I find it imperative that people do it is it's the counterbalance to the world right now, which is at breakneck speed mm-hmm. towards, towards whatever, uh, who knows, maybe we're going off the edge of a cliff on a flat plane, yeah, or, or or to the next ring of some people think Earth is a bunch of rings. It's not uh, a bunch of flat planes that are there's a, just we're like the center ring of a bunch of rings. I think that's kind of how it plays out. Uh, I'm not saying that's what I that believe. would that would kind of tie into the concept of dimensions though, because I saw a really beautiful visual of how the different dimensions work. Like you picture, let's just kind of start with the third dimension because I don't really know a lot about like the first and second. But like let's say the third dimension is the densest, so it's the center, like of the jawbreaker, and then the fourth dimension is the next layer, you know, because it's a little bit lighter, and so on. The fifth dimension, right? And now you're talking about like these, gl- what are you saying? Glass um, rainbows around the world. What did you say? The same kind of thing, like layers in a circle, right? But fl- on a flat, but we're on, on the flat, flat part. Yeah. On a flat plane. That's all. I mean, I don't know. What, uh, what were we even talking about before that? I don't know. We, we were talking about psychedelics, mushrooms. Oh, Terrence but, McKenna and mushrooms. And Terrence yeah. McKenna. But I also want to talk. Someone was asking about what you thought about the firmament. What is the firmament? So, again, I'm just going off the top of my stone head right now. But the yeah. firmament in the Bible is the glass dome that... Uh-huh surrounds us if you believe in a flat earth that basically we're in a snow globe a uh-huh. giant snow globe and this firmament. And there's tons of snow globes out there that's always that's an interesting thought 
Well, that's what, like the multiple worlds, multiple universes theory. And I believe that um, every nanosecond you're shifting in and out uh, via your consciousness into that next, just subtly different reality. And if you shift it hard enough, you come out of a float tank or out of a meditation or out of an experience into a new reality where things have shifted to the point where you have a Mandela effect. I, after all of my reality surfing and, and tank floating and everything else, meme making to prove it, the memes also have uh, proved my point. Uh, that one of the things I do, like for example, I'll give up the the the, the deal with the Sopranos memes. I oh. wanted to see, I wanted to see if I could co- affect the collective consciousness through 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 putting it through a very very niche and specific filter, and I proved it to myself, which was. It, it, as, it, as, as, as it rippled out as it, through the center of my being of intention of trying to see if this was a possibility over the next weeks and now maybe a month, a month and a half, two weeks, um, or sorry, three months out, I see these huge waves within the collective through the meme landscape of accounts I don't even follow posting random Sopranos content of their own doing. So I think my experiment in this respect works. So that's the importance of the memes too, as I'm shifting through these subtle realities, uh, you can see that even the, the Mandela effects in the memes. And memes are so important. They, you can say so much more throughout them. And by adding that humor too, like it just, it's going to amplify like what you're saying or like make it more possible. It make you know, like comedy, it's that Hayoka thing, you know, it's like, comedy is the way to talk about the hard stuff or to be, you know, like bring it up and make people be able to like take it in. And so, and the meme magic, it's a real thing. And I, uh, I love the Sopranos, by the way. I love that you did that. And you're right. I saw other people posting Soprano stuff after you did that. That weren't even following me or anything. It wasn't even, that was the point of like, I wanted to see if it, not only my inner ring of people that would be affected by the direct uh, contact with my content, but also on the outer rings of reality, the as the wave pushes itself out, um, see how many people it affected. So it was just a watch through and me listening to the podcast, talking Sopranos, but, and I've also been like, I feel like I've been vibing with Michael Imperioli on the astral plane, which is Christopher and Sopranos. Cause he's a Buddhist too. And he, uh, he meditates on all these, all this stuff. So not that I'm trying to, but you know what I mean? Like we're all one. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a very powerful concept. It sounds so goofy. Like all, <laughs> like we, like all is love. No, it, I, that was something that I never got. Like that was the one of the harder pieces for me to get. Like even over the years of like thinking about consciousness and like people saying we are all one and all that, and it just always kind of gave me like the Ew, yucky. I don't want to be all one with you guys. Like I don't even want to stand next to you or whatever. And then when I was waking up so fucking fast this fall and just everything happening, like I did the spirit uh, shaman session with Shaman Durek, a one-on-one with him. He's a spirit shaman. So he, he works with energy. He's a sixth generational shaman. I love Shaman Durek so much. Highly recommend anybody checking him out who's waking up and is looking to amplify their magic and how they can energy work with energy and such. But I had a session with him and what happened all of a sudden in that session the all is one came to me because I don't know. It was like he was doing We were doing this work. And he was activating me. And I, I got to wrote a whole chapter in my book on this, too, which will explain it more. But all of a sudden I felt the all is one just like encompassing in me where I could. And I kind of had felt this before on mushrooms, too, when I first accessed the Akashic Records consciously. Like it was like my thought was also like the sky, like my the outside of my skin. I could feel the wall across from me. I could understand the thoughts of anything I focused on. It was just like everything was one like that. And then 
also when I did DMT, I became the energy field of nothing. Like I left my body. And then it's, so it's like, I started seeing how there's micro to macro to everything. Like I have my Kara experience. Like this is my life and my consciousness, my perception. I'll see that unique viewpoint, you know, in the world. And then there's this collective macro world that we're all experiencing together and everything I do affects everything around me. I, I right. That. Well, that's uh, that's how you prove the oneness. But like, that's the point of the Sopranos memes. If, if if we're all one, I can make a ripple in the ocean that we're all connected to. And then I can see the subtleties of the wave as it works its way through different parts of the collective. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I do at this point is throwing shit against the wall, seeing what sticks, pushing <laughs> and poking against the, you know, like trying to do what Steve Jobs talks about, which is making a dent in the universe. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm literally trying to take his advice and do it like metaphysically, not not through uh, computers, which obviously have influenced us all. I mean, mm-hmm. one I, I talked about this before in a podcast, I had an LSD trip where I didn't, I didn't jerk off for 90 days because Steve Jobs is also a no fapper. Oh. Uh, semen retention person some people don't jerk off some people are celibate some people master the retention he was one Mm -hmm. of them he and he was anti-porn so oh i like that yeah he wouldn't even let his own kids use ipad i like yeah wow 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 (laughs) (laughs) okay so anyway um i haven't you know expelled any seed for over 90 days and i'm like this is the best (laughs) this is the best time to take acid and i'm not only it's the best acid trip I've ever had, I was like connecting with like the smartest man in the universe. His YouTube videos like just popped up in the, in the, on, on like this guy's a huge brain. It's like IQ like 200. And I was like, whoa, I never seen this guy before. I'm like, but this is the acid talking. This is like a manifestation of the acid in form, which is the world's smartest guy. But it was all intellect. Though. It was all intellectual. It wasn't much heart. And then the next p- part of the, this, the next part of this no fat acid trip was, um, I was like, I'd like to take a shower on, on acid. It just feels amazing. And I'm sitting there in the shower and I hear like the ghost of Steve Jobs crying. <laughs> the ghost of Steve Jobs. Or like the spirit or whatever. Like, oh, I lam- love it. I love it. Yeah. Like lamenting that everybody was addicted to their phones. Because oh. I, rem- I remember like one time I was reading the Steve Jobs biography and he was talking about how much he was like making it, wanting to, the computer to like start up faster because like think about how much wasted productivity and time that is. But I- <laughs> You know what I mean? But now I'm thinking yes, about like I do know what you mean. how much yes, wasted time and productivity. All the time. Right. Yeah. But now, but now it's like the opposite. You have a fast phone in your hand, but you, you're not waiting for the program to start up. Yeah. You're now you're looking at uh, you're the internet. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying you're wasting your time. The opposite of what Steve Jobs wanted uh, is now we have great technology. But we're, now we waste even more time. Yeah. He didn't want, he didn't want, he didn't want us wasting time on the, on the on the Mac startup window on the screen. Now we can't get off porn. Now we can't get off yeah. uh, YouTube and all these other things. Yeah, it's like it wasn't the atomic bomb made the same way the Eppenheimer or whatever. He didn't really like think. I don't know. Is that true that he didn't really think through like what would that would be used for or it could be used for? And now Steve Jobs, iPhone and Internet, like he wants us all to be productive and he makes this machine. But then we're all using it to be unproductive all day long. Right, right. And so that was the part of that was another part of the trip. And then, uh, and then I was welcomed into the land of the Titans. It was like, whoa! I know it was whoa. like, whoa! Tell me more. What did it look like? Tell me more. It was Welcome like, it was like utopia with technology used for good things and nothing. Wow. It was like, it was like the land of the the wise emperors of ancient China or some shit. It was wow. like the things you read about. 
and the in the but it was like modern. It was like I don't know, like this other land that wow. existed. You are a time traveler. You are such. Well, a, no, no, no. It's, no. it's 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 accessible because they're like, bro. All you got to do is just don't spill your seed. Get get to get the energy rising up your spine. And wow, then that's the only way I got into the land of the Titans. Was I took acid and I didn't jerk off for ninety days. They yeah. told me if you just have you you learn to control either through. You know, there's uh-huh. uh, there's techniques. Obviously, sexually, you can learn learn as a gentleman to not expel your seed. Obviously, you don't want to waste it just you know shooting rope to porn. But uh, that was what it was like. It's like you want to get back here naturally, bro. You don't need to take acid and not jerk off. You just need to have a a much healthier lifestyle. You need to raise the energy up your spine instead of out your dick. I'm like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay, but but you so this is what I love about psychedelics is they yeah it took this like intense you know um um scenario for you and your body and everything to get there but you got there you got the conversation with your your Trojan brothers like you got you were remembered and land of the Titans yeah land of the Titans sorry I was thinking Trojan I I don't know why but the Titans and um so now you remember it so you can encompass that now like without having to go to that extreme you know you, you that's all you had to do is remember right but I'm just saying it I'm just telling you my goofy stories to inspire other people to be like look man you're wasting your energy you're you're denying yourself access to the land of the mother friggin titans yes by watching not even not even just jerking off to porn and losing it that way but even just having normal sex like you think you're having normal sex 15 minutes 10 minutes 5 minutes an hour whatever and then you come at the end game over my friend that's why you're depressed that's why it's called a little death okay wow. so, so the, uh, i'm talking about and and, and Carezza, slow uh-huh. sex slow conscious sex rising the energy you know, that kind of stuff, learning to ejaculate techniques where you're not losing the energy externally. I'm sure these apply to women as well. Yeah, I just don't, yeah. I don't, no, I don't, I, I, I don't speak for women. Obviously I don't have the piping, but, uh, for me, that's, it's, it's absolutely proven true. I'll give you another acid trip where I jerked off a bunch of times and I felt like I was, it was suicide. I was like, Oh, I want to just put a bullet in my mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, now I get it. Now I get it. Why guys that are like jerking off all day long, they don't realize it because the media yeah. science is saying, Hey, jerk off 20 times a month. It's good for you. No, no it's, it's not, it's no. not good. Yeah. It's, it I'm makes so you glad depressed. you're saying this because I like when I waking up and like having new eyes, looking at everything, I'm like, I'm like how we have sex and like how often or how or frequently, or just even thinking about porn with like clear eyes is everything is so fucked up. And, you know, they're fucking with us to get us to not see our magic or be able to utilize our powers in any way they can. And so obviously we would be programmed to like, feel like we need to orgasm all the time or we have to come all the time or you have to. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's also loose for the demons. They want you to, yeah, they want as many orgasms as possible so you can lose your energy, not connect with the divine. Cause that's, like superpower, psycho spiritual, super fluids, a uh, super superconductor yeah. running up and dropping yeah. up, run up your down your spine. And if you're drinking and you're accidentally allowing a lower vibration you know, entity or whatever to come f- to be in your body because it doesn't have form and you're vibrating low because you have a spirit, you're drinking, you could be having sex with somebody's fucking demon that they've allowed into. And then, yeah, well, that's the other thing. It's not just the demon that's in there causing this cycle to happen. But so what's happening is, and I believe this, and this goes back to the Nick Caputo thing again, which is you're eating, dihy- you're eating. Okay. So you're stuffing down your emotions. You're eating dehydrating food. In the process of eating dehydrating food, it gets stuck inside your body over time. That's where people's guts come from. It's not just fat in their fat cells. It's this. It their oh. pipes are their pipes are full of a of a, a you know just intestinal linings full of 15, 20, 30 years of 
dehydrated uh, eating where it's stuck to you. Wow. So, so that's what's happening with people. They got uh, their, their insides are aligned with it. And so over time, it gets smaller and smaller. It gets harder for the person to take a dump. And as these things build up inside oh. of you, they're pushing up against your colon and all your other sexual organs. I, I, I did it one time. I stopped eating. I stopped fasting. I didn't get a morning erection. I didn't feel horny. Uh, at, at night, I didn't eat or anything, but uh -huh. you know, I, I I did it the other way: Just getting stoned, eating the Oreo cookies, uh, passing out, <laughs> waking up. It's the number two time, but it's also I got an erection time. Why is this? Why do I got to take a number two and want to jerk off or have sex at the same time? Because I have I have impacted my colon and my pipes over time with too much dehydrating food. So wow. anybody that anybody that's on that uh, sad standard American diet, sad, uh, yeah. That's what is happening over time because Nick puts it this way, seven, and, I, and I'm, I hate to speak for it so much, but I've actually just utilized a lot of his stuff and it no, works. I, I haven't paid I'm him glad a dime. you're bringing this up. Yeah. Keep going. It's, so you're 70% water. If you're not eating anything, 70% uh, or more water, which is, it's dehydrating food and your body is taking from itself to process it. And a lot of that stuff gets, like I said, you got this toxic poop gunk inside your intestines <laughs> yeah. and that Ugh. hasn't right stuff and that's parasites. Uh, and yeah and feeding and you've got all these all these things eating and eating mm -hmm. it in your gut and mm -hmm. and so yeah it's just As a whole above, so below it's a detoxification process and I'll, i'm guarantee you this podcast itself once i actually go through it myself i, I talk a big game but i never <laughs> But part it of me is like, <laughs> part of part of me is like, I do do a lot of this stuff. I do balls of the wall yeah. psychedelics yeah. and the floating. I've tried the yeah. breathing. The breathing's connected. No, yeah, totally. To no, I, yeah, no, I'm not I willing to give it to the smoking to breathe better. No. But, you know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> the smoking's why you're here breathing, so you can right. smoke. So you right. can get it. it. Yeah. No, Nick Caputo's changed. He's fucking shifted my paradigm too because I haven't slept with a pillow for two weeks. I can't. I read he put a he had a Twitter or a tweet that he put out that was like talking about how like when you sleep with a pillow it like adjusts your neck in a certain way it's like the quickest way to to basically killing yourself early because yeah. you're cutting off Suffocating. your oxygen supply yeah. and so i I, God, I couldn't get that out of my head i swear yeah. like i saw that tweet like five times it kept coming up in my algorithm and i think this is like spirit speaking to me and so i stopped using my pillow and i like slept fine and now i've tried putting my pillow under and i can't like feel it i feel how it's fucking with my neck and my breathing so now two weeks thank you nick i am i am pillow free and feeling great that's awesome yeah no that uh his content basically when i came across it was reinforcing a lot of the stuff I just learned. And it was like the exclamation point on it's like, okay, not only do you intuitively kind of know this, this to be true, but now you can see somebody. And here's the thing. Not only do I envy these people and half the time don't do the stuff they tell me to do, but then the people that listen to the podcast, like my friends will go do this stuff. I had a few people, <laughs> like literally I had like maybe four or five people go and drink their urine and they thanked me for it. I'm like, really? I'm like, wow. Yes. Okay. One girl that follows me did that. Um, Amy in Wonderland. She did. Yeah. Like Nick Caputo, this is you, you guys. It's influencing people, just like the Sopranos memes, right? So yeah, all the little bullshit you do really does affect your reality. Because going back to the corny thing, which is we're all one. You know, you're just like an yeah. energy field in a hollow deck. Yeah. Thank uh, you for drinking your pee because we are all one, and now it's like I get the benefits too. Right. So I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm there's been many. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear uh, you. There's been many days in the past couple months where I've been like. I ate good today. I pee, I peed in a, a, a mason jar and I, and I looked at it. But I could, but I, <laughs> I'm going to do that. 
but I did, but I didn't go through with it. And it didn't smell bad. It was clear. It was like water, but I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just, I just can't, you know, but it's like, I'll, I'll drink anything else. I'll do the, I'll do all these other drugs and stuff. I'll take my chances there. But you know, something that just came out of my own body, uh, after all the reinforcement I put in with the knowledge and people, I mean, but the thing is still though, when I watch him do the videos of people doing the urine drinking, uh-huh. it could be apple juice for all we know, but yeah, we, know yeah. we, we, we know, but even then it's still psychologically. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. So for anybody who doesn't know what drinking the, will you, you explain a little bit what the benefits for drinking your own pee? Well, supposedly, and everybody should go listen to the Nick Caputo episode I did with him. He's got his own podcast as well, but listen to mine first because yeah, it's, listen from to my, it's, like, it's my point of view. And yes. it's the questions it's you would ask, but you wouldn't be, you'd be too afraid to ask. But anyway, what, <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> I love you too, but apparently according to him, uh, your urine is your clean blood plasma that you're just getting rid of. Now, if you, if you have an unhealthy diet, of course, mm. your urine is going to be nasty. You're getting yeah, rid of those ew. unhealthy things. Yeah. But what, Nick, Nick, Nasty. ultimately, so a lot of people are like, wait, you're going to drink urine? That's a waste product. Well, of course it is. You're a disgusting pig of a human being. <laughs> so if you start to eat, for example, Nick just, Nick's a breath there and he does the coconut water and he does, you get, you get to a point where you're recycling your urine because you're, you're so clean that that's, so, your urine is like, his tastes like coconut water, he says, because that's basically all he takes. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't, if you're just coming out of McDonald's and you think you're going to go pee in a cup and drink it later, you could do that and it would be really good for you, but it would be disgusting because <laughs> it, because it's everything you think it would be. It's all yeah. your so the whole thing is like, you got to start from the state of mind that Nick's done a lot of the work. He's cleaned himself out yeah. and you're drinking clean pee at that point. So it's basically tasteless if you're hydrated correctly, if you're eating the right things. Um, and so, for example, if you're, yeah, like I say, just coming out of a, a sad American or standard American diet, you, you're going to have issues with that because your urine's not going to taste that great. It's not going to be that clean. So somebody who's interested in this stuff should obviously go look it up, but start detoxifying yourself, get the urine clean, get it, get it, get it clear. Let it smell good. Uh, be it, let, it's going to be influenced by what you're drinking and, and mm-hmm. eating. So eat fruits, things that taste yeah. good. Things are going to yeah, make I mean, honestly, just getting your pee right is going to get your diet right. And that's going to get your mind right. And that's going to get your life. Right. right. It'll all so, it'll all just, you know, yeah. that's the, that, well, that's why I start with the floating. I'm like, look, yes, the floating, the floating. OK, so for example, you want to be a meditator, but you can't meditate because you can't sit uh, Indian style. You can't do lotus. Your back hurts. Your neck hurts. That was me. Mm-hmm. I needed to meditate. I wanted to meditate. First thing that came to me was like a, a voice in my mind said, get some omega threes right there. I did it. A, a huge huge improvement. I love that you listen to that. So your spirit guides telling you that that's powerful. Well, when information, when non nefarious, when non nefarious information is coming from an external source that I know that I didn't have access to prior, it's either a psychedelic thing or, you know, uh, (laughs) intuition or some kind of guide or something. Yes. So that was started the meditation videos on YouTube and the hypnosis. And I said, Oh, this is a real phenomenon. You can actually go places with this stuff. Cause I was having basically out of body experiences with YouTube hypnosis videos alone on my own, but wow. I wanted to take it to the next level. I didn't want a video. I wanted to be able to meditate. What was that all about? Had no clue. Started, started to be quiet. Started to be, try to become still. You try to sit still. You got all these ticks in your bodies, uh, all this energies inside of you that hasn't been worked through. And you have issues with your physical anatomy. You can't sit straight. You have back problems. You've been in injuries, accidents. It's a, it's a problem when you want to acquire your mind, but you're in extreme pain. Mm-hmm. So that was that. So I'm trying to do all these things. And then the refrigerator is going. I can hear cars outside. I'm like, oh, my mind is going a thousand miles an hour. Yep. Let me look into Zen. 
I found a place actually in the terms of, in a in the search terms for Zen in Orlando, looking for like a meditation center. I come across Total Zen Float. It's a float Aww. center. I start floating know that place very well at all, do you? No, I start floating there, <laughs> and it becomes obviously the place where I lived there for two years prior. Um, and I just moved out recently, but mm-hmm. living there, running the place, and but prior to that, it's just initially the Epsom salts the decompression of the neck and spine, all the physical limitations are transcended by virtue of the fact that you're laying suspended naked in a thousand pounds of Epsom salts, which it's, it's so beautiful. That's such a beautiful image. It's such a beautiful thing that you're describing here for anybody who has body pain that wants to ha- find that peace, not just in their body, but in their mind. Like this is, I feel like floating is so. Yeah, it really, it, it offers the possibility of somebody who physically can't get there. Yeah. Um, and I got people like I got a guy that was on a submarine for years in the Navy and his body's destroyed. Wow. He, he's all, he has all kinds of PTSD and floating I you bet. Know, he, he comes every day. Wow. Literally. Wow. So there's all kinds of stories there with that. And through floating, you awaken yourself um, by, by the opposite, which is laying in the dark and kind of resting. You actually yeah. awaken by resting your body because that's the thing. Your body's going so fast. Your mind's going so fast. These biological process, the chemical the, the sugars, the the artificial foods, the GMOs, the Wi-Fi, the 5G, the 5D, the every motherfucking yeah. thing out there. <laughs> I know 5G, 5G. Com- competing <laughs> for your attention, your energy, and your neurological systems on fire from everything. It's overstimulation. The world's not meant to go this fast. So the, no, it's not. The float tank is a counterbalance to the speed of society. <laughs> Yeah, it helps you get to that space. This, the, you know, the silent inner voice that you can't hear yes. because of the reality is just so loud. How are you going to hear what God has to say when you're trying to look at the chick on TikTok? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I, okay, you've influenced me because I have that I have this pool in my backyard, and I've been floating in it every day since we recorded our last podcast. And I, I, um. I would I also want to get into an actual float tank because I know you get more benefits than just like being outside floating. But for me, I just I've always even in the ocean and and when I had severe anxiety, I went to my apartment's pool at the time and floating was the only thing I could do through that anxiety. And then just like just I just love like floating. I love just seeing how long I can float in water and just um, being there and even just staring up at the sky. And there's something a lot of people can't even float in water, though. Like I'm not, I'm not talking about <laughs> really? salt water. I'm talking about some people can't float in a pool. Some people can't go to the beach and float in the water. They just, it's about the level of tension in their body and their inability to let go. Oh, inability. Yeah, let go. Wow. That's why. That's why you have to come do floating at the float center with the salt because most people, you put them in a pool, they're gonna like, they're gonna, they're not gonna sink, but they're gonna like, they're gonna become uh, vertical instead of horizontal. They're not gonna horizontally float because the tension is causing them to sink. Right. It's, it's a weird phenomenon, but your body, when you're dead, when you're a dead body, you float in the water. Yeah. But when you're not, a, when you're, te- when you're tense and full of yourself and, and you can't yeah. let go, you sink. It's yeah. a weird phenomenon. But so we give people skinny uh, or the fattest person that's ever lived can float in this water. Uh, it's a, about 12 inches of water. And even and so overnight. Pe- like, cause I can only float for like 30 seconds or 10 seconds on my own in the yep. water. You know, that's so that's the, yeah. Having actually, the actually doing a overnight, with yeah. a, a, a used to be a pretty big Instagrammer, she kind of let let off after a few years. But I have a pretty pretty interesting interest interest. Ugh, can't even say it. Instagrammer friend coming tonight, 
to uh to do that's exciting yeah to do a little uh have a little magic float time i want to do an overnight float so bad that sounds amazing and i've never done any kind of psychedelics in a float tank so that also sounds amazing to try well get on a plane and you know where it is i'm going to i I, i'm going to come to florida i have met so many people i'm actually recording a podcast with cheney after this this morning and she's in florida too A, a bunch of i love i just think florida's got the vibe right now for sure Center of the free world. We never, uh, thanks to Mr. Ron DeSantis, uh, <laughs> we never, uh, except for a little bit there at the beginning when the world really didn't know what it was for sure. Right, right. Yeah, I like that center of the free world. I, I lived in Tampa for two years as a child, so I've got I've had a little time in Florida, at least this lifetime. It's where it's 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 where it's where Mr. DJT lives uh, most of the time now. Donald D- J. Trump. Oh, D- I was like, DJT. Yeah, that's right. Are you how you so um, how far are you from Mar-a-Lago? Have you been there before? No, I've never been. I'm probably about two and a half, three hours drive. I kind of I, I, you know, there was a time in my life where I would never have thought that, but I'd like to go to Mar-a-Lago. I would like to go and, and check it out. See that place. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, was built. Uh, it's named the Winter White House uh, before it was sold. It was supposed to be used as that purpose. So it's got like a skiff at the bottom where they can monitor things. And so the whole theory was and still is that Trump uh, never stood down as president. What you're seeing is a show and that Trump and uh, certain people in the military have been running things uh, from behind the scenes at Mar-a-Lago, the Winter White House. Yeah, I, um, you know, I've, I've seen, <laughs> I really like I watched the inauguration um, afterwards just a little bit. Of, of the fake inauguration for Biden. And literally like there's this scene where there's four people behind him or something. And like the girl in a red hat, a girl in a purple hat and some guy in sunglasses. And then there's Biden and he's talking and there's like a, a tur- like a cut in the camera and it comes back and there's only two people like one of them had disappeared and there's just no way they could have disappeared. And I just like lo- remember watching that. I was like, oh, this doesn't seem real. Oh, yeah. This fake. This is no, fake. It was, it was uh, I did a whole podcast on that way back, which was. All, there was people in Washington, D.C. the day of uh, reporting at the time that it was supposedly live that there was nothing going on. If you look at the the light and the way the shadows fall on the people, that's not noon. Ah, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. High noon. High noon light doesn't fall like that. They they did all the times wrong. There's a, I forget the time. Like it's maybe and you're noon. a photographer, too. So, you yeah. Know about yeah oh, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Think about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I think being a photographer and having that eye, that attention to details. Now, I did wedding photography primarily for ten years. I probably did over two hundred fifty. Bless your heart. Weddings and mo- well, most of them were uh, South Asian Indian weddings, uh, Ooh, mainly Gujarati colorful, yeah. and uh, Punjabi weddings. A lot of Sikhs as well. Yeah. So wow. I actually got a lot of my Eastern spirituality from sitting in front of, you know, and these Indian weddings sometimes are three or four days long. There's many uh, garb, uh, um, uh, what are they called? Pujas. There's many ceremonies uh, for the bride and groom. Like there's a whole ceremony where the families meet. There's a, there's a, they dance one night around in a circle and they bang sticks together around a fire. Ross Garba. Um, there's uh there's just there's a day where they put yellow paste on the bride and they make her a glowing bride and they just same thing but it it depends on you know where they're coming from and what their family is better than the like funeral church vibe well well they they drag on though that's the thing but the thing is the people come and go at at will there's no like set start time that's what i like Mm -hmm. about indian standard time Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) they're just coming and that's what you know eastern spirituality 
and uh, that Indian standard time vibe and just come and go as you please and things always work themselves out, treat the guest as God. A lot of my Eastern spirituality concepts before I got into psychedelics even, I was sitting in front of these Indian weddings for 10 years listening yeah. to these priests would talk in the whatever language they'd want the family to have it in. And then a lot of times they would do it in English. So I would actually get a full breakdown and I would hear shit like, wow, they knew about the atom before a microscope before science, like these these rishis and these these ancient Vedic scholars knew all about science and the nature of reality way before the invention of any kind of science. And I'm like, holy yep. shit! Yeah, I'm like, like these guys knew yep. Einstein way before. Yeah, yep. It's because these people recently just wanted to make themselves look famous, so they try to claim the you know discoveries of things that had already been discovered and technology that had already been put out long before. Yeah. So it was so fascinating to hear um, about, you know, I wasn't seeking it at the time, but just, just have it, it for 10 years of Indian weddings and, and being around yeah. that culture and the food. Oh my God, the food. Oh. What mm -hmm. I like about doing Gujarati weddings, a lot of the Gujarati weddings are vegetarian. So you've got three days of really friggin' good Indian vegetarian food. Amazing. I'm, I've been vegetarian since I was 19. I, I but I never wanted to eat meat. Even when I was little, like I would put the meat in my mouth and go excuse myself to the bathroom and spit it out. Like I just know that like it's my natural diet to not eat meat just from that's just me. And you're talking about India and I had plenty of past lives in India. I'm positive. I see them. I feel them. And you did, too. I'm sure like that's definitely like we're connected to things in this life for a reason. You know, there's a reason you photographed all of those weddings. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was a wedding photographer for a while too. Um, that's just a, that's a, that's an interesting job. And I, I just was like, bless your heart for doing all those weddings. This is well, that's the thing to, to be a wedding photographer at the level I was doing it. I, there's a few tiers to wedding photography and I was right below. I was like at the really high end wedding, making a lot of money doing it. Oh, yeah. The next tier would have been for me, celebrity and just, just living in the big market, New York, LA. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's where I was at. I was really, really doing kicking ass and taking names here down in the Southeast Savannah, Atlanta, Orlando. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you know, it just came to an end, but I don't even know what I was talking about it. What were we talking about? Oh, well, we were, we were talking weed, about weed moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally sparking up. We were talking about, uh, well, we were talking, well, I want to say also we we're talking about this past, I'm talking about now past lives, India. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I, you're talking about like how you were exposed to all of those gods and stuff. And through that, and I just like when I started seeing spirits on psychedelics, I saw Buddha and Ganesh. I've seen green Tara. I've seen Kali. Like these are all Hindi gods, like Indian. Gods, okay. Like so in that, that, area. Yeah. that's interesting. So for example, so when I was getting this 10 years of like going to these weddings and stuff, half the time I'd be like, Oh, this is bullshit. This is all hocus pocus. These people are doing all this stuff for no reason. <laughs> Rick, literally, because I was not yeah. an atheist, but I was yeah. maybe a, maybe a deist or a theist or something. But um, I knew there was some kind of like there there was something there there was a puzzle here to be put together or something. But I didn't think these people had to figure it out with the, with the shit they were doing. But I'm like, when I took acid, I'm like, wait a minute, all these they were all right. Every they were every, <laughs> they were all right. <laughs> I the see Indians now. the Indians were 100 percent right. So yeah. that is the oldest religion on the face of the earth is the stuff that is in Southeast Asia, the Indian uh, yep. Hinduism stuff like that. It that and then and, and Jesus, the Tao, all these things are coming out of that. So Jesus, Saint Isa, if you believe it, at the time at like 12 years old, 13 years old, he disappears for like 20 years. Where does he go? Some people say he goes to India. Saint Isa, look into it. Uh, but this Saint is where he Isa. this is where okay. he gets all his 
you know, where he comes back and he's this master and he gives all these teachings. Jesus is really, if you know the Tao, he's teaching the Tao in so many ways. It's a very mm -hmm. esoteric teaching, mm -hmm. but there's levels to illuminated stuff, illuminated text, the Tao, uh, the, the Bible, the Quran, all these things are illuminated text. And from a certain perspective, the understanding changes. Um, but the the, the the meaning are on all levels are true. It's just yeah. there's yeah. depth to it. So that's why that's why I call illuminated text when there's yeah. deeper insight because that's the nature of the infinite universe. Literally everything in this hologram field that we're experiencing is ones and zeros of infinite grace and perfection. And it can always our ego can screw it up, screw it up, screw it up, screw it up, deviate and vector off and in, in an instant, can't even snap my fingers in an instant. <laughs> you can be brought back into grace because the universe is that infinitely much more powerful than you. And that's why yeah. it only takes a little bit of, only a small amount of light workers to really overcome the darkness of the world. Yes, you're so right. Thank you for saying that. I love that you just said that. It made me feel really hopeful and really good when you said that. <laughs> yeah, it is powerful. And when you get your like light back on and you start shining and you just like, you get bigger, like you start as like little candle flame and then you get bigger like a bonfire and soon we're like these big pillars of light just like, shining up from wherever we are right now out into the universe and it's just it, it is really powerful i feel like all the light workers were anchoring in the new grid you know what i mean like where everything's evolving and ev for me like energetically everything i've moved out of my 3d dense body and i'm feeling more in the energy like two three feet outside my body and now it's getting bigger all the time the energy when we talk about this oneness you know what i'm talking about how you can feel See, i'm having the, i'm having the opposite effect i feel like i'm growing like a he-man now you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah I feel, like I'm growing, I feel like I'm, I'm after, I'm after levitating outside of my body for in basically the majority of my life via, via my head being separated via my atlas. Mm -hmm. Now that my head is being integrated back into my body, now the He-Man is starting to grow. Now the boy, the Peter Pan is slowly but surely morphing into something much more greater and terrifying to the Chiseled. darkness. Chiseled yeah. and chiseled illumination. Up. Yeah. <laughs> chiseled illumination. Yeah. With a uh, lightning strike. Yeah, watch out, darkness. Yeah. Like chiseled uh, illumination on the way. So the next five to six months for the collective are going to be big. I don't need a tarot card reading to tell you that. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you from keeping my fucking fingers on the pulse 24 seven boots yes. on the ground, yeah. ears yes. on the streets. Yes. Yes. I don't need your tarot card. I mean, that's great. Oh, and by the way, by the way, thank you for the magic kit. What we need to oh, do. Yeah. The magic kit. Yeah. What we need to do with that is go on either your podcast again and you show me how to do it live or we do an Instagram live and you show me how to do it there. Let's yeah, let's definitely let's do an Instagram live. That'd be fun. Let's do it that way. Yeah. All right, cool. So thank you for that. By the way, I didn't want to forget that. It's oh, and I, I love it. I love it. And anybody who doesn't know what this magic kit is, I, I make magic kits just for it's 11 11. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. OK, yeah. And so I um again, tapping into my past lives. I'm, I make very powerful spell candles. I I do. And I live on a portal and I live on the solar plate um, in Austin. So it's the spot where this was created, these candles that I make, like in the intention I put into them, that's what it's really about. These are these, like these candles, every wish will come true for you. Every intention will happen. Um, I put these little candles in and then like intuitively put little crystals in and like maybe a little Buddha statue or some sacred geometry, or I don't know, something, some sage to bring, whatever intuitively comes together, you get the tools 
for the magic kit. And then I believe in empowering everybody, like empowering themselves. And so then taking you even just take intuitively, just grab one of those candles. Like I want to um, bring peace into my life and the whole world today. And I grab this blue candle because I feel like it. And I'm going to hold this little green heart crystal on my left hand because that's what my guides are telling me right now. And it feels right. And I'm going to light that candle. I'm going to hold this intention and I'm going to meditate on that candle on love and that. And so it is. And that could just be your spell right there. But it's, it's all about intention and intuition. And we're all powerful and we're all to be incorporating our gifts like uh, magic and just remembrance from past lives. And that's why I feel like these little magic kits are perfect for helping you fall into your intuition and your the magic that you do have inside you from past lives. Yeah. So I'm going to. They're like the Sopranos memes, just going to experiment and see. Because oh, here's the thing. I know magic works. I know black magic works. I know the sigil magic works because I've done it before. And I'm like, I'm like, no, but this is like a, what do they call it? They, like a monkey's paw where you don't know what you're actually, if you're not really specific and know what you're doing, you're really kind of like, uh, you might wish for a, a nice pool, but you get a kiddie pool or plastic <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you got to be yeah. careful what you wish for, and that's so all. I'm, yeah, it's all about getting I, your mind straight and your intention right. Everything is about intention. Every single thing we do. And then, and then I have this other feeling that I've really been working with through the past couple of years, which is, can I get can I get through reality with with holding on to nothing? Can I have everything with not, but, but also have nothing at the same time? I've been really entertaining this, and I'm actually doing it with my lifestyle and the way I've been living and the float center where I'm living now. It's like I'm like just surfing through this reality where I have it all, but I have nothing. At the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm totally content with uh, having the possibility of it all taking away at any moment. It's like, I forget, I forget the corner of the, the quote from like heat, uh, but it's like, if you feel the heat coming around, you, you don't be with something or somebody you can't ditch in less than 30 seconds if you feel the heat coming around the corner. So that's the kind of way, not that I'm trying to ditch everything in my life and leave it mm-hmm. you know, worse off than I found it, but it's, <laughs> I like, hope not. it's like, it's like, well, it's like leaving the float center. And I, I talk about in the podcast, all these signs, like literally towards the end there of this, this shift I was going through, I could see exit signs going up. I'm like, wait a minute, like these are literally signs that say exit and it just feels like the time is right. So I'm going to just, so it's like the universe knowing when to, knowing when to let go by virtue of feeling the shift and knowing when to release Mm -hmm. and let go. Cause I I promise you this, the holding on to it is what's causing you the suffering. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. it is, the that, that you're, it. You're, you're holding on to a, a burning coal of anger. Yes. And you can let it go at any time, but, you know, through we, your grudges or whatever. Yep. We create all of our suffering. That was an awakening that I had to have very candidly and, and authentically with myself. Kara, you created all of your suffering by your choices and your perceptions. And with that said, now a smile on my face. Because I created all my suffering, I can now release myself of it. Just as you're saying, Flo. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, next question. Um, how did DMT choose you? DMT chose me by my open-mindedness and non-judgment and uh, my willingness to take ri- acceptable risks. DM- I think DMT-, DMT saw inside of me that I was willing to take certain risks to try to figure out what was wrong with me and heal. And I think that there's a level of courageousness that's required to not only put the pipe to your mouth and try to take the hit, but to actually be allowed access to that breakthrough. Because 
you smoke DMT, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get to where you think you're even going. Who knows what that is even going to be. Sometimes people smoke DMT and they think they're going to break through. And what happens is this, they die. They literally (laughs) die. Not not, not their physical body doesn't die, but they're going through a literal simulation. Like their body just died. They're covering above their body. And it's, you know, it helps a lot of people with what they think death is when they come back from it. Mm -hmm. But holy shit, is it scary if you think you just took something and you literally, you, you, you died. You, at that point, it, the, the simulation of the DMT killing you is so real that you don't know if what you did, if you just smoked poison or not, and you really did die. And so there's something very powerful about thinking you've died and accepting it. And then, okay, now that I've, I just went through the process of death, as far as I could tell, now I know when the time comes, it won't, you know, what, whatever misconceptions you have about death or, or misunderstandings, these things help you. And so I think, why did DMG cho- choose me? Because it saw I was courageous enough to take or to do whatever it took to solve my problems. It didn't matter to me what, if it was illegal, if it might hurt me, if it might cause potentially negative side effects physically. DMT saw the courageousness and so, and the willingness yeah. to just risk it all for the truth. Mm-hmm. My, my desire to understand is what caused it. And just also, there's this, I mean, not that you couldn't access it as your first psychedelic, but I feel like there's like a stepping stones to psychedelic use. And usually it starts with obviously the gateway drug marijuana. But yes, yes. And so, gateway to consciousness. But sometimes it does, you know, you've never done DMT or mushrooms or anything. And then DMT walks into your life. That does happen. But yeah. usually for me, the you know, for me, the case was marijuana, mushrooms, LSD, DMT. Um, that's just Same seems- here. I've just never done acid or LSD. Never wanted to. Oh, I love it. And a lot of Molly or anything. Like, a lot of people that are more holistically inclined mm-hmm. tend to avoid MDMA and LSD and the other. Yeah, I've never tried that. Chemical, but they're all ultimately derived from plants. Oh, but, yeah, yeah but no joke. Yeah, man. Different drugs call. Different um, medicines call us. You know. For but, sure, I don't, and I never push it on anybody that yeah. doesn't want it. Oh, absolutely not. No, it, it, it was. So you mentioned Joe Rogan earlier as, um, you know, you'd pat, you'd take the booth from him. Well, he's the reason that I ever heard of DMT. Like, I feel like whatever Joe Rogan stands for, he's done a lot of good and like, um, expanding a lot of minds and introducing people. To no, he's face. been, yeah, he's been the primary vehicle, um, the internet memes and then the, the primary figurehead of the DMT in terms of popular culture would definitely be Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, he's the, the spirit molecule on Netflix. He's the so host he's, of he, yeah, the narrative. So in, in, in that respect, DMT has chosen him as the cosmic gesture. Oh, yes. I love how you see that. Yes. I mean, because yes. it's like it, the mushrooms, did, they chose Terrence McKenna as their messenger. Yeah. There are other... Oh, I love that. I love how you see this. Oh, well, this, it's a fact. And LSD, I know. I just love your perspective on this, that you're taking it to this level for me. Thank you. Yeah. No, LSD, Tim Leary was the messenger for that. Uh-huh. There may be more. I mean, I think Hamilton Morris is a good messenger for a lot of these things in terms of uh, understanding them better. But definitely, like these things do choose. I think the, the float tank has chosen me maybe temporarily yes. uh, over the past few years to because, it, it, you know, it's a willingness to be honest mm-hmm. uh, that these things choose you. It's a willingness to be a smart user and a smart in a, in a way like if you're going to help your friends out distributor uh, to yeah. know um you know, to ask your friends to know that, hey, this person who might be predisposed to schizophrenia uh, or might be taking certain medications should not have these things. And so the psychedelic says, you're a responsible user. We trust you. And it's only because of my responsibility, my responsible use 
within the framework of taking, administering, and, uh, you know, playing it safe, set and setting, um, all these things I've done. Yeah, I do. I do push these things for an entertainment value online, but listen, I'm not going to feel bad about sharing my perspectives. If a kid sees this meme and I, sometimes I feel bad, maybe I'm influencing a, uh, an early teen to pick up acid or mushrooms but and that, that's the, maybe that's the karma though too yeah but, i was gonna say everything's contracted right right but you know like at, at the end of the day i rest in it because i feel like what i'm doing is for the betterment and i don't and, and i may even be misaligned sometimes and i can't see you know what i'm doing that's like steve jobs with the phone you got to think about it like this yeah everything, sometimes yep. sometimes when you have you set out to do something good no matter what it is with the ego Oh, I want to give people technology to empower themselves. Well, guess what? It gets used against you. Guess what? You're addicted to it. Guess what? You can't stop looking at things and you get the dopamine hit. It's the total opposite of what you wanted. You were going to free us. Now you've enslaved us. Yeah. So these, everybody's hell is paved with everybody's best intentions. I almost had that tattooed on my back. I was living in London. I was in my 20s. I was miserable. And I literally walked into a tattoo shop ready to get the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I didn't. Right. I, yeah, so yeah, that, that's yeah. the so when I think about like pushing an idea too far, there's and even though I think, oh, this is a good thing, everybody should have technology, everybody should have a float tank. What if okay, think about the matrix and where in where Neo ends up, right? Uh, when he wakes up, he's in a pod with shit connected to him, but basically yeah. he's in a virtual reality in a but his, his, his actual physical body suspended in a tank. Well, not that this is going to happen. But I thought uh, there was a few years ago, a guy, and they're still pushing it, virtual reality headsets in the float tank where you can lay in there and you can have an experience like you're in space. But but it's like the opposite of what we're trying to push, which is, you know what? We're trying to get you away from the screens, not push the fucking screen an inch from your face. Exactly, exactly. You don't need the screen when you're in the tank. And so there's that. And so, okay, this is, and and the guy has the best intention, which is like to give you that overview effect of, of what astronauts experience when they fly over the earth. That's his intentions. Right. right, but 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 think about like I said, best intentions, road to hell, is <laughs> is is Matrix is is guess what? We, yeah. In the early twentieth century, a guy decides to put technology in, on a person's head inside a pod. Fifty years later, a hundred years later, you've got the Matrix situation where the virtual reality, the technology is so indistinguishable from reality, and the sensory input that you can put into your skin in these you know, these VR suits or these electrodes you could put in yourself to stimulate your body. You put you in a tank, feed you some Soylent Green, and then you're, we've, we're using your body as a battery. Yeah. Uh, and, no, uh, and you are in stasis. You are in a virtual reality of, uh, and, and, well, and I put you there. I, I've, I've, I started with the float tank and the headset is what I'm saying. Like <laughs> my good intention of giving you the overview yeah. effect is now a hundred years later turned into the matrix. Yeah, by good intention. No, totally. And what if, like, you're saying all this, and I'm like, my mind's going deep. I'm like, well, what if this is like a hologram? Well, it is a hologram. I've seen you talk about it too, but like, even pain is programmed. Like, what if we don't act where our pain is programmed and it's not even real either? And like, they're even like telling us these like dumbed down versions of what everything could be, like just virtual reality and a full But really, it's so much bigger than like the technology. Like, and I don't even know if this is making sense this time. Having it's just like, what if, like, what if it's just 
way more advanced what's going on to us than we could even think about. And we're being told some like way chiseled. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's what Elon Musk talks about. It's like, oh, really? where's the base? Where's the base reality? Are you in the base yeah. re- reality? Or are you in some fractal of a simulation? Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe you right now are in a tank dreaming Kara's dream. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the base reality. Or maybe there's inception after inception after inception that in the base reality, there's a virtual reality program running and the person's in it. And then in that program that there's a computer program within the virtual reality program. So it starts to fractal yeah. and inception itself to the point where you've got layers upon layers upon layers of simulation. How far are you away from the base, which is the actual there reality? There is no base. I think well, it's just a spiral. It just it's is just void, it's infinite mo- awareness. Movement. Yeah, I really think that. I just it's like one thought happened and here the universe was created. Another thought happened. Another thought happened. I mean, how else could human the first human have ever been on this planet? How could the first baby have raised itself? Like we definitely didn't just like appear here on this planet. You know what I mean? Yeah, those are the questions for acid. Um, <laughs> those are like my normal thoughts. So let me let me put it to you this way: We can either go on a a little two-minute pee break here. Oh, my God. We, I would love to. Let's or we can cut it. it short. Okay, well, let's, let's just keep going. Break. All right, I'm going to put the mic I'm, down. Okay, oh. sweet. Thank you for saying that. Yep, I'll be right back. You don't, you don't have to cut it either. I, just oh, leave, okay. leave, leave this in. <laughs> okay. All right, bye. I'll talk to you soon. Honestly, I've had to pee since we were talking about drinking pee earlier with Nick Caputo and all that. So I have actually made it over an hour. Man, to pee. you hey. beat me back. I was like running. I'm like, oh, there's no way she's going to beat me. There's I no pee, way. I can pee so fast. I have had to pee pretty much since this started. It's a thing with me in the morning. I just pee like four times an hour in the morning. I don't know. Probably mean, definitely means something. And so we're talking about drinking pee and everything and all that. And I'm just so happy you said this. The bathroom break was great. Well, you could have said it. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I know I could have said something, but I didn't want to. We had a good flow. That's true, too. All right. So back to the questions. How many questions do you have, by the way? I have like, uh, there's like probably six other questions. All right. Let's knock them out. Okay. um, Okay. uh, Let's see. Tell me about the first out-of-body experience you ever had. Ah. I just basically said it, which was the the YouTube hypnosis videos and laying there and many, many afternoons doing that. There was one time where I did it. I felt like I was abducted by aliens and I was like, it oh, was really? Out. It was hours Tell later. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. How did you feel you were abducted by aliens? What I've, happened? I, uh, well, I was doing the video. Uh, it was just, they're not even, you know, I don't watch them. I just play the video and I listen to the headphones. So you're laying there flat. No pillow, which is very important. Your spine has to be straight. If you, if you can't sit lotus, you've got to put your spine straight somehow, which is why floating or laying on the hard floor is good. So you're just laying there. You get your headphones on. 
And yeah, you're starting to vibrate, you go in and out. And like at a certain point you pass out and it's like hours later. And I feel, I don't feel like groggy after I do after a nap, I feel super revitalized. And I feel like, like the door was like different, like something had been in there, taken me, brought me back. And then I met, I had a meeting that which I was late for, it was raining. Everything was slowing me down for this meeting. And I was a wedding photographer at the time. And I met with the people and the people were like little people. Like they, they I swear to God, there were men in black alien, like underneath. And, wow. and I, it was like weird, but I, ne- and I, but I didn't get the job and I was thankful because they were ultimately pain in the ass people. But uh, <laughs> because I was late and I was like, so like taken aback by what had happened to me. So that was one experience. And like I said, many other experiences on YouTube with um, the hypnosis videos. It doesn't have to be YouTube. It could be any like guided meditation or hypnosis. And I was using that to like try to program my brain. Like you will make $100 million. You will make one. <laughs> I was like trying to get those with guys. It, like on the ceiling when you wake up. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of shit Did in it work? the beginning. Well, I didn't know how the law of attraction worked at the time. And so I really, I've really become a master at the law of attraction in terms of understanding the mechanics of it. And when you're in a state of want, you're actually p- putting out the energy if I don't have it. And the universe just uh-huh. knows. Aha! Yes, you're a magician. I love it. Yes. The universe just knows that this guy has the energy of not having it. So we're just going to continue to give him what he wants, which is to not have it. And so being you are thankful, a master of manifestation, that's powerful. Right re- resting in your energy of like, thankfulness and uh and then if you really want something bad enough you got to let it go like a boomerang and it just yes eventually if it's i mean it's a lot of times you don't get your prayers answered it's like the garth brooks song some of god's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers because it's uh as much as your ego wanted it it would not benefit your spiritual pursuit on the highest possible timeline and that's what you want ultimately yes we are on it if you're in earshot of my awareness, that's where we're going. So you don't have a choice. The highest possible timeline sometimes means you're not going to be a millionaire. Um, I ask myself sometimes, why don't I have certain things? Why do why do some people have certain things and why do other people have their things? And the mushroom told me, it's like, look, you want spiritual advancement. This is this is the the path to it. Um, maybe a hundred million dollars would hinder you. Maybe yes. you just you know travel and pursue the ego and 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 build things and you know all these things you would want to do because you had the opportunity to spin your mind through all these pursuits and desires. Part yeah. of me is also like, if you're at, if you're at a certain level of attainment or enlightenment, you really don't have too many desires. I, I wouldn't think so, at least because then you wouldn't be craving to get out of here. No, you know, my, like, my, my desires, have, I, I'm so content just sitting or just being now. I don't need anything. Like I used to want like this dream house. One day I'd always talk about, I'm going to build this dream house. It's going to be like, amazing each room's going to be like perfect for doing different psychedelics it's going to be like perfect for parties like just i had this whole vision and i was going to build it and now i'm like no i'm happy with just a little like my space and just need what i need i'm not building that big house anymore in fact i don't even really need to own a house like i don't need like as like i used to make way more money salaried when i used to work um for someone else in publishing now i freelance and i you know i work when i want to or when i need jobs i can pick and choose but I turn down jobs because I just want my free time or I want my peace yeah. now. That's another thing I always say is the freedom is the ability to say no. As, as a photographer, you know, having money in the bank or having enough jobs that a month or year, mm-hmm. you, you don't like a pain in the ass client comes by. They want to give you 15 grand, but it's like, ooh, that'd be nice to take that money. But I can say no because I don't need the money. I don't need the job. I'm thankful enough that I'm that popular. I'm that busy right now where I can turn the work down. So yeah. freedom is the ability to say no to something. Yes. A lot absolutely. of times you have to say yes because you got to pay the bills. You've got to eat. You've got to 
do whatever. I got to take the job as much as there's 10 red flags on this deal here. I got to, I got to, you know, sign on the dotted yeah. lines because I got to, you know, so I don't know. That's just what's happened to me. You got to, uh, you know, I, you can have it all. I forget the Ram Dass quote is it's like, I forget it. Anyway, next question. Um, let's see. What's your favorite part of the great awakening map? That is a, that's an, actually, uh, I like that question. I'm curious what your favorite part is. <sighs> And then, like, also, uh, I want to throw immediately there, well, it goes yeah. to the Q stuff, like the quack uh -huh. I am. Immediately, <laughs> <laughs> you're addicted. You need to get your Q hit just there. <laughs> I do, I do, and I do. I need to get my a, a nice Trump hit for the people that just still can't stay at the kids. I posted something about uh, not even it wasn't even about Trump, but it's like uh, it was something where Trump was in the background dancing in one of the memes, and it's like so. This is a pro-Trump psychedelic meme page now. I'm like, bro, where, where you been the past? <laughs> I'm anti-globalist. Yeah, if he turns yeah. out to be yeah, a globalist, those are the boofs you won't pass. You won't take it because those globalists. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't pass the globalists. The, the, the boof, the boof. Who you'll take the boof from is like the litmus test, or like you know, the test of like a lot deeper than just taking that boof. You know, I won't take it from any of the Baphomet worshippers. Oh uh, yuck! No, gross. Like like uh, the Hollywood elite, uh, Tom Hanks, Jay Z, Ooh, Lady Gaga, yeah. Ugh, Barf, Ugh. Oprah, no. Oof. Bill Gates. Oof. Basically, anybody at Obama's Medal of Freedom ceremony, I will not yeah. uh, accept the booth from. <laughs> I know that Medal of Freedom. Except for Obama himself, because I, at the end of the day, right, right. Obama is a gangster. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> that's the one thing I do like about these criminal psychopaths that, is that they're, they're, they are gangsters. You got to give it to them. They are yeah. at the highest level. They're gangsters. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So what? OK, what part of the Great Awakening map do you want to explore that you don't know yet? Like that's calling you in. Is there an area that you can think of? I'm just curious. I'd like to go all the way to the rainbow meditation and, mm. uh, the, you know, the, the 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 real 5D stuff that he always pushes the uh, I forget mm -hmm. what he even calls it. The um, I can't remember. I, I should pull the map up. Hold on. Let me see if I can yeah. pull it up. Because like the, I talk about the Great Awakening map a lot in my book, Here, my memoir, Here Comes Trouble, which is publishing in a couple of weeks. And I call it the greatest treasure map that an investigator of life could ever discover. Um, and then I also talk about how I do feel I've personally debunked a, a little bit area of the top right of the map where it talks about, you know, DMT and telepathy and what do, you mean, what do you mean you debunked it? Debunked it in the fact that I've experienced it. Like I've done. DMT. Oh, gotcha. Oh, you, know you mean, I mean? You, like it's not, it's not a like, uh, well, yeah, a, well, a lot of these aren't conspiracies though. Oh, yeah, I didn't, oh, I didn't mean like when I said debunked, what, right. I, what I meant was like, um, I know when I what I think you were like, if I've seen like you when you saw Elon Musk's rocket with your own two eyes, you know what I mean? Like you're like, well, I saw it. Let me like, well, I did DMT, you know, and I, I, I am telepathic and I have, you know, experienced a lot of these things in this area. And I just that's fun for me. And then because I haven't been to Antarctica. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I love that part. OK, so here's what I got here. I got the map up. So, yeah, I, I still uh, the queue. Military intelligence, the, the free energy, the human trafficking, the Q clock, all that stuff. Um, I went through that all last year. Now I am with, um, I'm really interested in seeing if the secret space program is actually going to be something we're ever going to see mm -hmm. outside of uh, non-official channels like memes and, you know, uh, Gaia TV, shit like that. Yeah, no, I was in my backyard um, tripping on mushrooms last fall and this like captain figure came to me and to speak to me and he was showing me like telepathically that there was like 
battles going on in the sky, essentially that we couldn't see. And I was seeing these big ships and like bang, like explosions, like light explosions and stuff. And it was like wild. Like I didn't quite understand what it was. And maybe I mean, it was even like the Orion Wars or just something like that. But like and I was just learning about the secret space program and everything. And, and, and then another friend of mine who sees stuff, he was like telling me he was had been seeing ships in the sky, but not just like little ships, you know, like bigger ships in the sky. And, and, and so I, I definitely I want. Well, let, let me tell you, Mike's full, true experience with aliens. Yeah. You there? OK, yeah. so oh, I'm here. Yeah, I have read everything you can read, seen, watched, listened to. I, I want to believe everything. I, I I love it. Uh, I believe it. I have family members that have seen stuff. I have friends who claim that their family has had access to some of these things. I want to believe it. I have had experiences like you would not believe on psychedelics mm-hmm. uh, with interdimensional beings, uh, mushrooms and UFOs, all that gray aliens and mushrooms go together like peanut butter and jelly. Oh, I've seen grays on mushrooms. Okay, but I've, I, met, I've, I've seen them. I, yeah. I, the only thing I've had in terms of extraterrestrial contact directly would be like, why can't I, I said, why can't I see you? And they said we would scare the shit out of you. I'm like, okay, that's understandable. Um, so here's where I just sit with this stuff. It's like to me, as much as I, I love all this stuff and all these whistleblowers, I have not directly experienced something in a baseline sober reality. Until right now, when you're talking to me and I firmly feel I am a member of the Orion Council of the Light, which works with the Galactic Federation. And this came to me telepathically because a drop in came into me and told me and I was lucid when that happened. And I've had so many experiences now where I've seen and it's energies. I haven't physically touched an alien or anything like that. It's always been energies, but it's been overwhelmingly awakening that I've had, and it's been connected with the Galactic Federation. It's a real thing, and it's right. And I act. believe you, but don't yeah. you understand? It's like it's like coronavirus last year. It's like I never knew anybody that directly died from it. It was just always right, right. it was always secondhand. I'm yeah, like, wait a minute, yeah, it was yeah. I, it was never directly. Yeah, yeah. but I'm I never had. You, but you I had a conversation you. with me right now, and I'm saying, I you get what I'm saying? Like I believe we are the interdimensional beings. We are the disclosure. We are the aliens. It's us. It's us. They've been hiding the truth from us this whole time. We're the psychics. We're the gifted ones. We are the ones who are going to rise us up. Like you said, the star seeds are holding the light grid. Like we are the disclosure. Like there's not, we have our the energies that we can tap into. Like when I can see Ganesh and I can see a gray and all that stuff. It's always energy. But I believe we are here in the physical form. Like it's us. It's within us. That's what I think. It is. Well, that's that. Well, that's more like where I'm at is like, OK, possibly I'm a soul, an alien soul in a human form, possibly. Possibly there are men in black things happening, like mm-hmm. meaning there are like aliens inside robot human shells or, right. or, 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 or organic AI, stuff like that. Um, but again, I have never in a sober reality been able to quantify it through my own personal experience. So as much as I believe you, mm-hmm. you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, totally. And I and I and I love that. And I think that's what everybody should go by is the truth comes from within ourselves. Nobody I've never can, had a yeah. I've never had a ship. I've never had a ship pop up. I've never looked a gray yeah. in the face. I've yeah. had ex- yes. I've had experiences in have the you tank. Asked like, it, have you asked it to come in? Well, no, I've had experiences where like the what, aliens were like, we're, we're, like we're, no, I mean, seriously, I'm asking, have you ever openly said I allow beings of love only and interdimensional beings to show themselves to me? Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay. I said, where, okay, I said where, where is it? Where is it? Let's see it. Come on. And you you don't feel you've seen it still, but you've seen so much. 
so much more than most people do too. You've experienced, you've gone beyond. Right. But it's all with eyes closed or it's all on some, you know, super right. powerful psychedelic. It's not from, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not from an outward experience yeah. in a quantifiable or huh. recordable with a camera totally. or, or, you know what I mean? No, I, 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 no, I totally understand. And I know what I've experienced is really rare. I, and I, 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 I no, but I believe because I know my totally. experiences are, are totally real and valid. It's just, yeah. I can't quantify them. I can't bring yeah. them to somebody and say, look, this no, is, I, I can measure it. Yeah. No, I totally, I get, totally get what you're saying a hundred percent. And, and I, and I think that we all, we should take our truth from what we've experienced. I think that was a big part of when I fell asleep. I was taking my truth from everything outside of me, even my bit, my bipolar misdiagnosis. I became that because some stupid doctors told me because they had learned some indoctrinated thing to tell people like we, you know, we should go within ourselves to find our truth. Yeah. Well, you know, and the, but I, I, I totally believe it because I'm like, there are so many things like, where does the trains and trains of dollars go for the secret space? <laughs> I These, know, right. This money did- Here's where does it go? Yeah, when once you like learning that NASA was a fucking like total fake, like I, I'm like, they have a huge budget. Like, what where's that money going? And you know, another thing I've been interested in re- recently are the pyramids, the TR3Bs. Um, all supposedly a secret space program thing. I'm looking at um, you know, supposedly I'm here in, you know, s- uh, Space Coast. So I'm here next to a uh, space Force Base. It's now Space Force. All the signs are Space Force. It's not Air Force. We're now a Space Force Base ah. here. So the Space Force is real. If you follow the, the, uh, some of the Q stuff, they, they, they say that Space Force was created as an, uh, uh, an, a new intelligence agency that had, didn't have any deep state oversight. You know, basically, Trump, mm. Trump, Trump created the Space Force to have an intelligence arm without you know, being, you know, because the FBI, CIA are... Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're corrupted mm-hmm. from within. So, and, and, okay. So let's, uh, I wanted to see more secret space programs. So that's in answering to the question. I like the Q part, of course, and I like the secret space program part of the map. I want to, I want to see more of these things. Um, but I, you see these videos on, and here's the thing. It's like, it's like the thing I'm talking about with the politics, which always annoys me. All these things are supposedly happening. But nobody, no, you never hear it on the media. In a politics, you're never going to hear it. But it's the same thing with the aliens. You see all these videos, and you know they'll put like, "Oh yeah, they're going to tell us about it. They're going to open up the books. They're going to talk. The, the government's going to tell us what they know." Don't believe that shit. No, Why they- no. I just, I, I the, stop. Everybody needs to stop waiting for the government to tell us cool stuff. They've never told us cool stuff. They're never going to. We're the, like I said, we are the disclosure. We are the ones to figure it out. We're it's coming from us, not the government, right? I don't know. Uh, it, that's what would the they thing. Ever they they? I don't even think that they. What they could be calling our bluff. Maybe they don't even have anything. Maybe because well, I believe the, the government well, has okay. all the reverse engineer tech. Yeah, but I mean, what if they? Okay, if you think about energy meeting energy, and and the reason that I feel and was told, but why I've had contact like I have with interdimensional beings is because I ascended and what came to this place, this fifth dimension frequency, if you want to call it of observation of being the observer of being able to understand that the one who traumatized me was traumatized. And so I have love and compassion in the situation. And so if the the government is so corrupt, it is a lower density vibration. So they, I don't feel could be having contact with all of the interdimensional beings. They are just having contact with probably lower density interdimensional beings. What do you think? Oh yeah. Well, that's who they're, 
but Satan or these demon entities that are alien. My th- my thoughts on these things are this: after all the research, there is something, some higher being, Satan, Lucifer, whatever it wants to call itself. I don't know. Right. That's the that's the eye at the top of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Right. So whatever this thing is, it also feeds on blood and children and adrenochrome. Yes. Yes. So if you get into the alien stuff, they're 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 farming adrenochrome for the off the cows, off the people. That's what the abductions are for a lot of times. Samples and then yeah, they want people. Sometimes yeah. they're saying it's for a cloning program or the the greys are they're dying out and they need to breed with us. That's another story. But um, what was the question? Damn this weed. <laughs> well, you were just talking about the, the blood that they take. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the, yeah. the, the demon entity at the top. <laughs> so I don't think aliens are aliens. I think they're actual demons from the Bible. And okay. I think uh-huh. the a- angels, maybe what you're communicating with is angelic, is a yeah, uh-huh. higher density being, uh-huh. Uh-huh. a.k.a. an angel. And so I think, yeah, on the lower end, politicians, child abusers, um, people that want to live forever on this 3D realm uh, they're communicating with lower density beings, yeah. a- aliens, extraterrestrials that are also in this. It's not just a world human trafficking issue. It's an intergalactic mm. human trafficking mm. issue. It, yeah, that's right. And even and, and even even yeah. this stuff is on the poster. Uh, yeah. You saw when I was talking, I just posted it an episode on my podcast today. It was part two psychic abilities. It's conversations I was having with my medium Chantel as I was waking up and she's out of this world. Amazingly connected. And one thing that she said was that when she channels um, angel energy, like you're talking about and star being energy, she said the frequency is very similar, but we had a whole conversation about how we only allow anything of love and the highest light to come near us. It's just a firm boundary I have. Um, but I do think this whole aliens and demons concept has been coming up in conversation in society right now. And um, I do think that the demon is just a word. It's all about energy, right? And even alien is kind of a weird word. It's got the word lie in the middle of it. So that's kind of one way of describing like a lower density vibration or just, you know what I mean? And then I feel like with like star beings or interdimensional beings or angelic beings, it definitely is a higher density vibration. And that's only what I allow in my vicinity. And Neil Armstrong's name backwards, an alien. Really? Oh, Neil Arm, Neil N E I L, alien. Uh, and backwards is a satanic thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm convinced that over time, what the ancients were encountering were higher density, higher technology, and also lower density with higher technology, more advanced technology. Just ancient doesn't mean uh, old. Sometimes ancient means extremely advanced. Right. Right. Like, oh, I like that. Yeah, so advanced some of this stuff that uh, you know. Look at the pyramids; they're still there. They built it with that stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, go down to the what is it? The Coral Castle in Florida, if you want to see the guy that also figured out how the Egyptians levitated those stones. Because in South Florida, there's a guy that built this castle. I think it's called Coral Castle, and uh, he, he's moved it. He actually had to move it too, but he these huge megalithic stones he was using. Uh, and this is in the modern era. Nobody knows how he did it. But he said he also knew the secrets of Tesla. Ah, uh, okay. Tesla, I-, I wanted to say this before. I- I- Tesla, I just learned, is connected to Donald Trump. Did you already know this? Yeah, his uncle, uh, yeah. Donald Trump's uncle, was one of the uh, scientists put that was given access to, supposedly given access to uh, Tesla's information, his papers and stuff, his technology, and his inventions after his death. And so I've heard there's theories that like Donald Trump has a lot of it memorized. 
even. Like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't know about that, no. but I do know the fact that Tessa was working on all kinds of stuff and time travel was one of them. And there's a lot of theories out there that with the Baron Trump books, uh-huh, I know, right? Yeah. All these things. Uh, if you really look into it, there's art in the earliest, uh, early part of the century with Trump and like a balloon and as a guy with yellow hair and there's a whole thing there's this, it, it goes deep with the Trump and the time traveling, but there's a direct connection to Tesla, which is interesting. Yeah. And Tesla's coming a lot. Um, just, some, I feel like he's becoming like, he's We're going to be learning stuff about him. It, like you were talking about in the next five, six months, things are going to change. Things coming on. You see your tap. I, I, I just feel it collectively. I, I'm not saying arrests or queuing on stuff, but I'm just saying in terms no. of like, who knows where it goes, but it's so going there to be is. B- I feel bigger, August, even. I, bigger I, I, and better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel something sh- is really going to shift in August. I feel like something's, I do. I feel it too. It feels and, like a death, but it's going to be a burst through into yeah. something better. I feel well, it bursting through into yes. a greater blossom. Well, the way energy works, it's just like the pendulum swings. Like we do 20, 20 was fucking intense. No matter how anybody saw it. You know what I mean? It was intense. And then even this year has been really intense. I feel like especially we were both just talking last time we chatted that like even the last month of May was just like in hardcore. And so the way the pendulum swings, it's got to be going to the other side. Like things there has to be a shift coming. Like it's just right. I mean, it's just the way it works. Well, not only is the pendulum constantly going back and forth, but we're also moving, through, I think, into a higher energy, just state of being slowly but surely. It's like the power is being turned up in your life at a pace you can handle it. Otherwise, you would explode if it was if it was Absolutely. turned. Absolutely. You know your your neurological system. If it was if the heat was turned up, if the electricity via the awakening via you went through this energy field too fast, you took on too much too fast, you would explode. You couldn't handle it. You would have a Jesus Christ experience, a Buddha experience. It would be overwhelming to your neurology. And so, what you're going through is God gives you just as much as you can handle. Not not not. Not too little, not too much, because too much will kill you. Not enough, you become stagnant, you won't grow, but just enough where you grow and you don't die. Yes. You, and so that's what's happening. And if you know how to perceive reality, if you can always find the silver linings, and always, I'm just on the, on the underneath it all, my understanding of everything is everything is working in my favor to bring me to a higher destination. Yes, Proana. Whatever that is, yes. That's the opposite <laughs> of paranoia. So there's paranoia and it's like Purana. Purana is like the belief that the universe is conspiring in your favor. And it's been my meditation this like last week where anytime I, and it's, I love that it's coming well, it's, right it's now. Pre- it, well, guess what? It's actually indifferent. It's perspective based. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you are the engine yes. that, that, yes. that, that so feels the paranoia. Yes, exactly. And I'm a creator of my reality. And that, that, yes, everyone listening to this is 100% creator. And at a certain point, you'll, you, you, you may be just think, oh, I'm just co-creator, but I'm starting to think it's more 100% creator. Yeah. Or do you think, do you think you're co-creating with something no, of, no, of no, a that, higher intelligence? That is of me. I feel it's a reflection of me. Oh, right. I, I am a reflection of that creator. I agree. So it's so to me, it's just, I am the, I am the creator of my world. Yeah. I, we each are yeah. the creator of so our world. As you, as you integrate it. Yeah, uh, it becomes less of an illusion of a co-creator. There's no, no, there's no, I, I don't know. Like, so so what, yeah, what, no. what, what I'm just saying for somebody who's just coming into the whole, you create your yeah. own reality thing. It's like, well, that's a bunch of bullshit because I'm not God. Well, 
I mean, but you I are. Feel, when I you start like to I'm, understand I that, I feel like I am my own god. I create no, my I'm, life. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm talking to From the person someone else. who, who yeah, doesn't yeah. have and that. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always trying to speak to the layman, to the common I love man. It. And, and, and I and I just I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> That's yeah, I'm no. always I'm always trying to bring it back for like, the person that doesn't. I like to retard in the back. <laughs> like I like to. Oh, I shouldn't have laughed. Okay. Um. So like I do like to think like oh there's this like sun or when I think of like what's the creator of my world like that that like that in that like face whatever to me i'm seeing a big huge light i'm seeing the sun i don't know but i'm sure i must have created that sun because i just looked at it and thought about it or brought up in my mind well, that's you the know? source you're getting yeah. closer to the hologram and as you get yeah. closer to the hologram that puts reality together yeah it's more high definition there's less yeah. mistakes it's, it's high fidelity it's yeah you know like i i was talking about it just ranting i'm like i had a thought there on, on the last podcast or so it was no it was a few back but it was like you sit inside, you're, you're eating. Okay, so you're inside, you're away from the hologram that's creating life. So that's hurting you right there, not being outside, not breathing fresh hologram air, re, re, refiltered air conditioner air. And then you're eating food that's not grown from the hologram. You know, it's not, it's not uh, fruits or vegetables straight off the vine. That's the highest vibing food you can get, by the way. The lowest you can get is like reheated meat, mm. you know, it's been mm. in the microwave, shit mm. like that. Ooh. So, Ooh. so, so, yeah, yeah. So, so if you're sitting indoors, you're eating like leftovers. Like drinking McDonald's pee. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, are doing that, and you're wearing a mask inside, and you're taking the vaccine and stuff. Ugh. You are, you, you are slowly creating space in your body between you and the hologram that's mm. creating life. So, yeah, to live outside, to put your butthole in the sun, to drink your own <laughs> urine. I, I, once you've cleaned your system that filters your, your perfect urine uh, hydration system, because that's the thing, you don't want to drink your urine because your hydration filtration system's all screwed up. So yeah. once you stop eating McDonald's, and I, I, I think I'm going to be there one day. Like I said, there's been many times over the past few weeks where I've had that thing. I've had a good, I've had a clear pee day. It smelled good. I'm like, today's the day. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, no, I don't feel no. like, it's like okay. uh, the gag, the gag okay. reflex how starts to kick in. To, how much pee do you have to drink for it to work? <laughs> the whole well, glass? It's, it's not, it's not necessarily that it's going to work if you drink a little or a lot. It, okay. it's, the well, more, what's the a better. Good start? Have you had a sip? No, I'm telling you, I put it up to my you face. You haven't even I, had a sip. Okay, a, okay. An, oh, I have an overwhelming you wanna, psychological you gag. You want to have a place about? See who you between you and I who will do it first. Well, you probably do it first because you seem motivated. I know. But Listen, the, the thing is, like you know, as much as I think sometimes people are motivated, made motivated by the pain in their life to do stuff, and it's, it's like as much as like I know these things, like uh, Wim Hofing and drinking my own urine would like maximize everything. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a certain level of like like just comfort and maybe that's maybe that's killing me maybe the comfort zone is fucking killing me but get out just, of your comfort zone nothing cool but honestly though the comfort zone there's no vip room or green room in the i i, I truly also <laughs> believe that that people have to the universe like there's no free will and i'm just a magnet or i'm just an electromagnetic uh, I'm, I'm sorry i'm just a metal filing being pulled through an electromagnetic field and there's just nothing i can do about it but just watch <laughs> And so, and, and it, when the time comes to lift the weights, because here's my thing. I'm like, why do I not want to go to the gym? You want to be a chiseled and illuminated. Right, because it's of my neck. It's the next neck. phase it, for you. Right, but as I heal my neck, because prior to me healing my neck, I was a pain lifestyle. Smoking weed, uh, laying down, you know, relaxing, floating, do as anything I can to take gravity off my neck pain. I found the Atlas Orthogonal. I changed my life with that. Now, now that my neck is integrating into my body better, you know, building uh the body is the next thing but you can't build on a faulty foundation no you can't it will collapse exactly so that's why over the uh, 
you know, you just got to trust the universe that's gotten you this far. It's created this character out of you, all your experiences, all the tools you've accumulated. Even if you lost your job, you don't know what you're going to do next. You've lived a life. You've accumulated tools. The universe yes. has a mission and a purpose for you. And so just relax, uh, take as much time as you need right now, because this time of relaxing and not having a job and this forced socialism shit, it's not going to last forever. Yeah. Uh, you, they're either going to put us in the gulag and, and kill half of us, and the, and the rest <laughs> of you are going to be torture wage slaves, or it's going to be the Great Awakening. <laughs> and it's going to be, you know, Shangri-La yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. we're healing the planet and moving towards that, which is what I hope. Yeah. So we know as we split from 3D to 5D. So yeah. if you're on this vibration, you're doing everything you can, at least from my perspective, to get in in the 5d yeah uh, but there is but don't don't deny your human existence don't deny physicality well because to be in the 5d you also are still encompassing the 4d and the 3d and so I know, on but i know a lot of people that are just like oh i don't want to be here i don't want to be here i I'm, know i feel that way often deal with it you chose to be here <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> make it happen make it work for you make the best of it find the yeah, crossroads drink the pee find the crossroads of serving yourself and then serving everybody from that space of serving yourself. I'm, yes. You can have your cake and eat it too. Am I going to uh, enlightenment? Uh, selfishness is a good thing. If, if it's uh, for the right reasons, selfish acts of selflessness, I'm selfish to heal myself so I can better heal the world. Yes. If, I don't heal, if I don't heal myself first, then what good am I a, a pissed off piss ant? Uh, not, <laughs> not, six not, foot five. not drinking is piss. Yeah. So, yeah, six foot five. Yeah, I'm I'm five I'm five nine. I'm tall too. I'm well, not chiseled though. No, I see what you look like. You're you're a looker. Thank you. I mean Same the people see I've got a nice head of hair as well. The people see on the video. <laughs> not this yeah. time around, by the way. No, the way. no, 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 not this time around. We're in chill mode, full on chill mode. Yeah, I'm laying here with a microphone in my hand, laying uh, on a bed, as opposed to like having to sit prim and proper and worry about how my face looks yeah. on the screen. Oh, I know. I stare at myself. I am stretching right now. Like I've been moving around, popping my back. I'm just like, yeah, I like not. And sometimes video. I watch people on the screen. I know body language and I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know when somebody's <laughs> lying to me. I'm like, wait so a minute. Telepathic. I cannot watch you on a video because I see, you know, where you're lying to me or I see that you're uncomfortable. <laughs> you're just missing my smile because sometimes I smile so big when people are talking and like they don't. I'm like, oh, he's not seen that. But I was like, oh, no, he's still feels oh, the coming. energy still. It's yeah, yeah. Dude, you just go. Yeah, that was telepathic. How we both just thought that at the same time. You're so the, psychic. You're so psychic. You're so magical. You are. Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I really you. like I want to be the one to say if someone hasn't already, like these experiences you've had on psychedelics are out of this world and amazing and you're blessed and you're gifted and you're a gift for this world. It's a reflection. And thank you for bringing that magic back. Like, I love oh, thank how you. you. I, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, you know, what? The, the mirror thing is true because I am an absolute prick to everybody I know. And everybody, <laughs> everybody in the world is like you. They're nice to me. They kiss my ass. They love me. But guess what they get? They get this reflection of like, oh, who is this guy? Oh, man, he's not having a good day. I get I get I get this beautiful reflection of everybody jumping up and down, doing cartwheels for me, you know, smiling, singing and dancing. Love, love, love you. You're the greatest. And I'm just walking around like having a, a, a no good, terrible, very good, bad, whatever. Oh. That day, that that boy's day where he's having yeah, a know, bad not, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everybody in my day is like, I love you, man. You're the I greatest. was just going to say, I love you. Like, I, if you can see me right now, I'm smiling huge. I'm sure everybody can feel the rain. I'm, I'm smiling too, but that's just like, 
the enlightenment is real, man. You got to work on yourself and get in that good space. Cause even yeah. then, cause I'm like, well, why am I not like in that space of like always like jumping up and down for other people? It's like, no, that's the their, flow. that's You're their doing karma. It. You're that's doing their it. karma. No, but see, this is the thing. You do do that. You do reflect that. It's a fact. Energy meets energy. It's how you see yourself. That's the only thing to shift here. Cause I think you are doing cartwheels for me. I, when you post your memes and your humor, or you tell your jokes or show your, your true personality. And even it's so you're, Macrobay humor. It's I love it. It's amazing. Like that's the cartwheels for me. Well, thanks. I just do it to see what kind of shit I can trigger off in the comments. <laughs> what kind of woke woke uh, woke Olympics we got? Uh, oppression Olympics we can get going on in the the comments section. I love it. What uh, other questions? Um. Okay. How often are you the trip sitter? Uh about fifty percent of the time. I like to do them alone as much as possible. Yeah. But I, I just don't have the space for that yeah. anymore in time. So a lot of the times now I'm, it's just better for me to not do the psychedelics with people. Now I used to yeah. trip sit and take psychedelics with the people. Yeah. But it's either, either, either I'll take the smallest dose to kind of like imbibe the vibe. Yep. yep totally. Or, or I will just, you know, sit there and watch the shit show, watch yeah. the person, uh, you know, spill their darkest secrets or watch the walls breathe or, or help them go, you know, uh, curl up in a ball and we could be them a blanket. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't like tripping with, no, I, I, I didn't me either. I've, I've, you're very, taking on very rare. Exactly. Yep, you're, you're taking, taking on their energy. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and most people aren't at the place where we are, where we can just like, I mean, it, you know, like we can, why would I want to bring somebody else? Well, that's the thing too. In. Even, even in my level of expertise, I have bad trips that I wouldn't want anyone to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I had? I knew I was, I did mushrooms on 11, 11. I had done grid work, healing work on the land. I'd been called to do in this part of Texas. And, and Matt had rented an Airbnb and was like, I'm just going to do some out here where I can see the stars. I'm going to take just like a gram of mushrooms. And this was after I'd started having these seeing interdimensional beings and channeling them this fall. And I um, walked outside tripping and I looked up at the stars and I was like, fuck, they all want to visit me. I just had this overwhelming feeling. I was like, there's too many stars. There's too much. And when you do grid work, it really exhausts you emotionally just because you're transmuting so much energy and moving. And I just was like, Oh, it just was not a great trip at all. And I like, I, I had that feeling too, when I took the mushrooms where I was so tired all of a sudden, you know, when sometimes it just hits you at the beginning, I had to fall to the couch and close my eyes. And once I did, all I saw was never ending staircases for like 45 minutes. And I was like, Carrie, you knew this was going to happen. You should, because mm. the setting wasn't right. I wasn't right, but I was fine because I know how to, you know, you just, you just got to give yourself what you need. You don't, you know, you have to let it happen when you, once you've taken, like, have you ever swallowed uh, mushrooms or something? And then like 10 minutes later, been like, fuck, I I'm really not in the mood to do this right now, but you're like, oh, I'm going to have to do it. Cause I took them almost every time. <laughs> like, why did I do that? What, oh, what, God, what I love you. especially, especially with the ass. I'm like, why, why not? Why, why for the next 12 hours am I going to feel like this? And then I'm not going to be able to sleep the next day. So it's like, uh -huh. but I, uh, once you're through the come up, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, but yeah, come, come yeah. Up has its moments, um, the sweating and the tremors and the, yeah. the vibrational, I call that when you're on the come up, you're just raising your vibration and you're, uh, that that's, what's happening is you're, you're literally vibrating. So that's what the shake yeah. is the shaking is your vibration is vibrating higher. Yeah. I'm definitely vibrating higher from this conversation. This has Let's been think, great. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to take another shower after this. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And I maybe drink some pee before. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> See, gonna we're gonna you're gonna, gonna do it. No, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna think, start a movement here between. I think we Nick are. And, <laughs> and no pillows, guys. Seriously, do you well, sleep it's, with a pillow? it's what do I what? Do you sleep with a pillow under your head? Um, well, are you recent- suffocating yourself? Yes, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> because my problem is this i go to bed so stone there's a lot of movement at night yeah, yeah and uh if i don't if i if i can lay on the pillow if i can pass out one way on the pillow i can almost always wake up in the same position Ooh. but if i like lay a mummy or a vampire. I yeah i haven't trained myself to lay without a pillow like that and, and be stoned because sometimes yeah. i used to get so stoned i would just I, what i would do is i'd get a big bowl of like a uh, big bowl and I get a uh-huh. sleeve of chips ahoy cookies dump them in a dump them in because oh. I want I want the real cookie crisp I don't want the fake shit I want the real cookie crisp so I put the chips ahoy in a bowl and I, I was drinking dairy at the time this was years ago and oh, just, just take it all the just, way and, and and I wake up in the morning with the bowl on, on my stomach empty oh no oh my god or you, you wake up in the morning and the, the bowl of cereal <laughs> spilled all over you or like the, the, the spoon is in your side because <laughs> you decided to get stoned at 8 p.m. and watch five episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm from oh 10 my years God, ago. Oh, oh you, you just brought my favorite TV show. Literally, that's my favorite TV show. I've seen every episode like 10 times. That Larry David, why didn't I say that? I'd take the booth from Larry David and then fucking heartbeat. Yeah, that's... that's uh. He's, you know, you, you really have to think about it when you you ask a question like that. There's a lot of people that, yeah. you, that don't immediately come to mind to be like, yeah, that'd be. Well, he's, be. yeah, he's come up because we would definitely pass the booth with him. Yeah, and so. and he, he he's great, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of what Float Universe is mm-hmm. is what he is on Curb Enthusiasm, which is an exaggeration yes. of himself. That's why I love it so much. Your humor is so spot on with that. You're so right. So I get a lot of uh, inspiration from that in that respect, which is I don't copy what he does, but I copy no. that he is an imitation. He is an exaggeration. Of, he's a caricature of himself. So yes. it's an honest portrayal. It's just an extreme one. Yeah. yeah. Just like mine is. Mine isn't, mine isn't an honest portrayal. You will get the same mask, which is none, when you interact with me. The same oh, person I love that. that you're hearing talking on this podcast is the same person. I had a guy. I had a guy call in the other day just randomly wanted to talk to me because he follows the Instagram account. People just, it's oh, not, they just call in. I got to find a way to monetize this because <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I spend more time doing therapy with people than actual you floating. Are, see how sweet you are. Look at your cartwheels. So, yeah. So anyway, I'm um, authentic too. I don't wear a mask either. This is who I am. I just am myself all the time because it's too much work to try to be something else. It's just, well, I call it uh, lying. Telling the truth is zero point energy. Yes. Yeah. My God, we're talking about Tesla again. And yes, zero point. uh, You know, lies become an energetic structure of how many lies did you tell? Who'd you tell them to? What was the lie? Yeah. You got to cover for your lies. You got to remember your lies. So it's a lot of energy that, you know, it's uh, being expended in your mind. And that's really a lot. You can be tired just from talking to people. You don't have to move your body at all. I cannot do anything but talk to people and I will be exhausted at the end of the day yeah. because your mind is just as powerful of a muscle as anything else. And you're using it nonstop. It's going to get tired. Yeah, absolutely. So whatever. I don't yeah. even know what we're talking about. Next question. Um, t- what is a lemon tech? I've seen this on your page before. Can you explain it a little bit better? Lemon tech is a way to get the psilocybin out of the mushrooms faster. Um, mm. So what you do is, and I've done it a few different ways. 
And the best way to do it is to take your mushrooms, grind them up as fine as possible, preferably with a coffee grinder. Then you're going to take your coffee grinded mushrooms and you're going to put them in some, some kind of dish, maybe a glass cup, uh, put them in there. And then you're going to uh, maybe a half a lemon because I started to do it, do it every weekend and the lemons were starting to hurt my stomach. So just go with like a half a lemon, squeeze like the half a lemon. And it depends if you're doing a ton of mushrooms, maybe you need a little bit more lemons, yep. but under, understand this, it's going to be like, instead of if you eat five grams of mushrooms and it feels like an airplane taking off, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is going to feel like they're you're on the space shuttle going vertical. <laughs> oh, so because the, the psilocybin is unleashed so fast. So yeah. What you're doing, as you're breaking down the plant structure, it's like when you break your weed down, you could burn it so much faster because it's all, all the oxygen can just hit it at once. Well, it's the same thing. The psilocybin's unleashed faster because the plant material's broken up. The acids pushed it out in the in the in the lemon juice, and it's already small. And so you eat that on an empty stomach, you're flying fast. And yeah, so I, yeah. I, 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 to the point where I don't like to do it because I'm on the floor. Yeah, yeah. It's, no. it's almost it's almost I've unenjoyable. I've never tried it. Yeah, no, I'm not, I've never tried it. But I it, always, yeah, you have duration, to have an empty stomach. Yeah. Duration, if you want, is, is a little bit quicker, which is okay. good. Okay. Okay. Because like you're getting how much it, quicker. In, 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 in probably half the time. Wow. Okay. And so, so you've got your attractive. Let me, let me go back to the uh, cooking. So you got your mushrooms, you've got your half a lemon. You squeeze that over your finely ground mushrooms dust. And then you're going to let that sit for no more than 15 minutes. I did it where I let it sit for more than that. Uh, close to a half hour. I think it made whatever was in there inert. It killed uh, ultimately the oh. psilocybin. So oh. there's a, there, so okay. there's a certain, yeah. So about 10, 15 minutes. It's better even if you don't go that long. Like I would err on the side of uh, a shorter time because now no matter what, you're getting the psilocybin in your system fast because they're powdered and they're already had a little juice on them. And if you've done your fasting, prior it's even quicker there's no layer of food to go through yeah definitely so at that point before mushrooms at that point you can either be a soldier and this is like a paste at this point you can eat the little bit of paste the mushroom <laughs> lemon paste or you can put it in tea which is a lot of times what i prefer to do yeah but you're gonna want it if you do put your mushroom in the tea you have to eat it you have to finish it mm-hmm. i tried just dipping the mushroom uh with a tea bag and mm-hmm. it, it did it did work Mm-hmm. But you've got to eat the plant material. It, yeah. it, it, it no, makes the totally. difference. I, I, I always eat, I just eat mine raw I, or I'll maybe. Yeah, I just eat them raw now. And then I'll have a little tea, too, like as a um kind of like an, like, you know, just something nice during the ceremony or at the beginning. But I often will be like tripping so hard after a while. I'm like, I have only had one sip of that tea and I kind of move it away. Like once I've had it. I get to a place when I'm tripping sometimes I'm like, all right, I blast it off. I'm really fucking out there. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, I don't want to go anymore. Do you know what I mean? When you find that perfect moment yeah. when you're tripping and you just like, and then I remember sometimes I'm like, fuck, I took another like half a gram 30 minutes ago. I forgot about that. And then it starts hitting or like, or like I'll do it with edibles sometimes too, where I'll take. Yeah. Like that and then I'm like, ah, <laughs> so with this method, I recommend maybe about half what you're normally used to doing. And, okay. and because if you're going to start with five grams, it's going to feel like 10 hitting you. That's a lot. I, I've, I've, I mean, I used to do them where I wouldn't know, you know, I would just like intuitively eat them, but now I'm like, it's basically going to, it's going to double the, the du- double the normal duration or double the intensity of what it normally is, but it's also going to double the speed of how fast it moves through you. It's amazing. Lemon tech. All right. Yeah. Awesome. And you can, you can Google it. There's different methods, but that after all my trials and tribulations, you eat the material, you grind as, as, as fine as possible, 
tea is probably the easiest method to get it down unless you just want to, like I said, just gull it down some uh, mushroom uh, lemon paste because that's what you end up with uh, when you do the lemon tag. But you could, like I said, just put in the tea, put a little honey in there, just pound it, drink it real fast, and then lay, lay down. Don't don't be anywhere. Lamp. You, you got to be somewhere lamping. you can sit do down. Some lamping. Yeah. <clears throat> What's yeah. lamping? Lamping. It's from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Leon's. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm lamping. Right. I forgot. Yeah, just Co- chilling, cold lamping. Yeah. yeah. It's that. a newer yeah. episode, so you probably haven't seen it as many times as some of the yeah. older OG ones. What other questions we got? Like, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's that's it. That was the last perfect. one. We're, yeah. we're, at two, we're at two hours. <laughs> and it's 11-11 my time. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Float, for chatting again. I love I love hanging out with you. This is great. Likewise. Uh always a positive attitude you are like bringing the i think about this a lot now since talking to you which is like nick and my marie and all these other people um you're really like bringing all these people together i thought that was cool and although i sometimes yearn for a group of like local friends that we all could hang out yeah like i don't i don't have a wife and we don't have friends that we hang out with i don't have you know what i mean i don't have <laughs> yeah. i don't have no i'm the same here like yeah, one of the I reasons saying, yeah one of the reasons I like watching the Sopranos so much is I don't have a group of boys. I never oh, have. And so yeah. it's like, I get, I get yeah. my guy, I guide time. Like what it would be like to, even though they're gangsters and stuff. It's like, you know, I don't have bro, uh, too much bro time. So I get my bro time by watching stuff like the Sopranos. And I will be one of your bros any day. Like I have, I have got like a wise guy sweatsuit. I wear, I sit around. I'm like one of the dudes. I'm, I'm happy to be one of your bros. Well, I appreciate it, Kara. And likewise, <laughs> that, I'm, I'm so thankful for an opportunity to speak to you again. I'm, and yeah. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, no, I'm feeling tired this morning. I just want to sleep in. <laughs> but I couldn't I couldn't let you down. I knew you had some good questions. Thank you, everybody that asked questions. Oh, I forgot. I'm the one hosting the podcast this time. I know. I know. I know. I've been I've been like, but, you know, this is so good. I might just have to pop it on mine, too. Yeah. So, guys, thanks again. Yeah. Uh, there's I mean, honestly, I could keep going. But I have to get going with my day. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure well, we'll you do. Have, we'll do this again. I mean, yeah. I love chatting with you. So we'll just keep this going. This friendship never ends. Do you have anything? I mean, the Let's Be Friends podcast, anything else you want to promote? Yes. My memoir, um, Here Comes Trouble, is publishing in about three weeks. It is about my quantum awakening, my decade misdiagnosis of being bipolar and then healing myself without medicine and then waking up that we live in a simulated universe matrix and communicating with interdimensional beings and realizing I was psychic, all of that. Very exciting. It's really the whole reason I came online last year, which is why my Instagram name is Here Comes Trouble, because that's the name of the book. And now it's evolved. And now I have a podcast. Let's be friends. And now I'm talking about truth and all this stuff because I had no idea it existed last year. I was still asleep. And well, it's I- just cool that you reached out to all these people on the Internet, like yeah. uh, like me and all these other people that are just out here. I'm just a regular person doing my thing. And uh, it's cool that these <laughs> things are all happening. And yeah, I get it's to, a soul family. We're finding each other. They said we'd find each other in 2021. Well, I'm glad I get to shit post in 2021 with my soul family. <laughs> <laughs> because that's really, you know, the, 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 the truth of my realization is there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. And if you want to shit post and smoke weed, yeah, uh, if that's the, if that's your karma, maybe that's the, maybe that's what you've come here to do. I don't You're know. You're like, I'll come back. Sure, I'll do another fucking round on Earth, but I'm just gonna shit post, float, smoke pot, and lemon tech. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. Like, what are what are our missions? Why am I? Why did I? 
get this ridiculous lens um, to to see this reality through and and also to bring it back through it. But you realize that the power of the, 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 what I realized ultimately was the simple power of through memes that we were all connected. Yes. And uh, we are all one. And I've been saying it a lot over the past few weeks, almost jokingly to people, but there's a real powerful truth in it that has to be experienced. So I encourage uh, the continual search for whatever your uh, need and hold a fill and where your journey takes you. Thanks for listening to our uh, <laughs> side our of pod, our, yeah. our perspective of reality. Yeah. But it really is true what they say. Truth is stranger than fiction. Yes, it so, is. It is It's way more interesting. I look to continue the dialogue with you very soon, Kara and the rest Sounds of good. you stay yeah. tuned for the next episode. I don't know when I'm going to post this. This might be, right after yours what do you think do you think i should just post it right after yeah I oh, mean, I'm, I'm working on a real rolls royce of a solo episode uh, maybe ooh, i should i love that you call it a rolls royce um I oh, was it's fully loaded of, yeah, yeah I was, handcrafted I, I, I was thinking of posting thursday all right i don't know fine. what i don't I, care i'll, I'll just post, post it i'll stay chronological so what you're going to do then and we're just still going to record i don't care okay. um, <laughs> just, just send me the uh because this is the thing that people want to hear like you're right people a lot of times i'm going to leave the bathroom break in and i hope that people that listen yeah. to the bathroom break too and i wonder if they if i was faster than everyone yeah well you were because i was rushing i'm like there's no way i'm going to be there talking like joe rogan waiting for the guest to come back nope i hear the <laughs> mic already or the, the earphones already going i was talking to myself uh, well, no, that's what I would have done. I'm like, I'm just going to get on here and just like I beat you to monologue it. it for a minute and prove I'm a good podcast. I can yep. just handle the dead air time. <laughs> so. Next time. Gadget. All right. Next time. All right. But you, that's the thing, though. The, some of the best conversations I've had with my guests have been after we stopped getting recorded. I know because you get all relaxed and you're like, oh, yeah, take, take your mask off. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. Well, that's it. I'm, I'm out of gas. All right. I'm out, too. I love you, my friend. Love you, you too. Have a beautiful day. Yes, ma'am. Send me the uh, link so I can post I will. people. God bless, guys. You are enlightened. Bye. Bye.